stuff gets me fired up when I hear someone say that. Welcome back to the Willie Williams Show on 560 WLOY. Willie, 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 Willie Williams. 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 Like in those Mike Mazzucchi movies. Oh, Willie. 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 10.01 at 5.60 WQM. Happy Thursday to you. Boy, do we have a lot of votes on that poll yesterday or what? Yeah, yes. 19. Look at this. There's a third page coming. Uh-oh. Woo! 1924 vote. Who is or was the hottest female celebrity of all time, we asked. Before we get to that, though, we got some bad news. Because you won't be hearing too much about it, because it's not news anymore. They just put it on there for about two seconds, and that's it. Another statistic. Roadside bomb kills two more American soldiers and one Iraqi. Right, not that we care about them Iraqi. It's only crawl-worthy now. A roadside bomb today, this morning, killed two U.S. soldiers and one Iraqi near Chaldea, west of Baghdad, a coalition military spokesman said. Attack happened about 10.30 Baghdad time, which means 2.30 in the morning our time. Two more dead American soldiers. Just mention that because, like I said, they're not getting too much airplay because they got bigger fish to fry, like that little dwarf show on Fox. What a dwarf. Yeah, what uh... a dwarf. Things like that. Important stuff. Uh, another bad story. Ramps leading to the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport were closed for several hours after a woman jumped to her death from the I-595 this morning. The eastbound I-595 ramp and the southbound Federal Highway ramps were closed around 6.30 this morning when a woman threatened to jump from the uh, interstate to the Federal Highway. Fifteen minutes later, guess what she did? Jumped? Yes. The BS um, oh! is investigating. The ramps have since been reopened. So the ramps are reopened, but she's still dead. That's the bad news. She jumped. Now, let's get to the results of that poll, because we got a lot of fish to fry here today. I'll tell you that, and line nine is ringing right off the bat. QAM, line nine. Hello? Like I said, or even wow. better than yesterday's first call, wasn't it? Well, how was that hard to beat? Well, I, I caught them off balance. They weren't expecting somebody to answer. It was just a test run. It was like a dry run. That's why they were ringing the line. Or maybe they were calling for the Joe Rose show, you think? That's uh, probably right. Certainly a possibility. And when they heard my voice, they just they scattered, man. Holy cow, it's him. It's that uh, thing. WQAM, hello. Hello, uh, Neil? Yes, sir. I've got one more for your list, if you're willing to take it. One more for yesterday's <laughs> list? No, I don't, I don't think so. Well, I have one more, too. Nicole Eggert. I don't understand what's wrong with you heterosexual people out there. Nicole Eggert beats the pants off of most of the people on this list. She's yeah. top ten. She's a hottie. Top ten. Sure. Anyway, who is or was the hottest female celebrity of all time? Marilyn Monroe, which is strictly uh, a state of mind. I mean, she was fine, but 194 for Marilyn. Rest in pieces. Raquel Waltz, 157. She moved up very nicely, passing the lovely little Britney Spears, who had 153. So Raquel, ancient as she is, uh, in her day, boy, she was uh, impeccable. Yep. Sophia Loren, 121. Nobody else had anywhere near 100 votes, so those four were heads and shoulders above everybody else. I bet you Nicole Egger would have gotten some, though, a lot. Hallie's Berries had 73. By the way, don't forget you got, uh, what's her name, Sharon Stone today. 
on our website on neilrogers.com with a little uh, see-through thing, a little see-through number. It's just a, like a veil. A little veil. We make a veiled reference to it. I think tomorrow, rather than put somebody different on there, we'll put the other picture of uh, Nicole of um, Sharon Stone. Nicole Stone. Nicole Stone. No, I, I like the other one. It is a good picture. I mean, this one's fine, but uh, the other one doesn't have the little veil. Uh, Hillary Duff, who just turned five years old, has got 62 <laughs> votes. Charlize Theron, 56. Salma Hayek, 55. Now, that shocks the pants off of me. Why is that? I don't know. She started out from nowhere and came running like a banshee. She's very popular and uh, active, currently active in a lot of ways. Is she active? Well, yeah. don't well, say too much about that, though, because when I get to that infinity thing, you, you see how antiseptic radio is going to be pretty soon. In fact, pretty soon, you can put your Listerine right inside the radio, uh -huh. and you can gargle and listen to the radio at the same time. It'll be like an air sanitizer. Selma Hayek, 55. Catherine Zeta-Jones, 52. Barbara Eden, 46. We're delighted for Barbara. She done that because we love Barbara. Kim Basinger, 45. Bo Derek and Grace Kelly and Pam Anderson, 40 apiece. Well, that's bad that Pam Anderson is lumped in there with Bo Derek and Grace Kelly. Yeah, that's almost an American. Carmen Electra, 36. Jennifer Conley, 35. Rita Hayworth, 34. Shania Twain, 32. Sophia Vergara, 29. Alyssa Milano, 28. Heather Locklear, 27. Beyonce had 26, as did Liz Taylor. Ever see the two of them together? No. Same person. Elle McPherson and Elizabeth Hurley, 25 apiece. Ferris Fawcett, 24. Jane Fonda and Anna Cornaholia, 23. Same person. Vanessa Williams and Natalie Wood, 21. Bridget Bardot, 20. Demi Moore, 18. Tyra Banks, 17. Oh, this list goes on forever. 15 each for Angelina Jolie and Audrey Hepburn and Jane Seymour. Oh, Jane Seymour. 14 for Ingrid Bergman, Christy Brinkley, and 13 each for J. Lo, Cindy Crawford. A dozen for Nicole Kidman, 11 for Jane Mansfield, 10 each for Catherine Deneuve and Jessica Simpson, a nine apiece for Diane Lane, Goldie Hawn and Jane Kennedy and Sharon Stone and Drew Barrymore, eight for Gina Gershon and Hedy Lamar, seven for Phoebe Cates. So I love the way we spelled Phoebe. <laughs> I sure hope Josh didn't do that. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Do you see the way he spelled Phoebe? No, I didn't. F-E-B-E. Ah, that's close Phoebe, enough. Phoebe as in like heebie-jeebies. Anyway, Phoebe Cates, however, is spelled seven. Also, Beverly D'Angelo and Vanity, seven. Six for Julian Newmar, Julia, Ru uh, Julia Roberts, Uma Thurman, and Linda Evans. Cheryl Teagues had five, so did Anna Nicole. Four for Elizabeth Montgomery, Kim Novak, Shirley Booth, Donna Reed, and Savannah Simpson. Three for Christy McNichol. How come Savannah Simpson got on there? I don't know. Three for Christy McNichol, Barbara Carrera, Janet Jackson. Two for Diane Keaton, jo Jordana Brewster, Kathleen Turner, Gina Lola Brigida, Katie Price, and Vanessa Paradise. Dice. Paradise. Eva Gabor won, and out of almost 2,000 votes, Sharon Tate had the big, oh! only she don't mind. She said she don't really care. Ain't going to change her life. Here's today's pool before we get into this heavy-duty stuff. WQAM, hello. Not there. Good. I like the way this is going so far. Don't you? <laughs> Perfect. Well, so no, far. I don't have time for a lot of this stuff. WQAM, hello. Yeah, can I speak to Neil, please? Speaking, yes. Hey, Neil, uh, how you doing today? Pretty good so far. Uh, I have a question about this, uh... 9-11 thing that's going on, well, went on, uh, I heard that uh, on the morning of September 11th, uh, George Bush's brother was having breakfast with Osama bin Laden's brother. Is that true? Do you know that is correct, that? yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Neil Bush. What's that? Yeah, that is correct. Okay. Um, now, how come, like, none of this stuff is ever on the news? Because we're too busy showing the little dwarfs who are going to be on Fox on the dwarf <laughs> dating show. That's right. Like I don't, I don't understand how none, none of this, none of these things are ever discussed or like talked well, about. Come, in open how come form? it took almost four years for us to really start hearing about Bush being AWOL during his uh, so-called guard duty? How come that took so long? Because 
everyone's just stupid and no one talks about anything. That, now you got it, man. Now you're starting to catch on. Welcome to America. All right, man. Good Vote show. Vote Oregon often, Pally. Two, three times at least. Oh, for anybody but Bush. I'll there vote you for you. A-B- ABB, man. Anybody but Bush. Anybody. Okay. Good call. Okay, here's the poll today, and uh, this I was inspired by this whole Mel Gibson thing. Boy, have I got a great story about Mel Gibson and about his daddy and all kinds of good stuff. He makes me want to puke, and I told you that for a long time, but you're just, mm-hmm. I don't know, you're no softy. What? I never you're a Mel a, Gibson a person. You love Mel Gibson. You can go his, watch uh, Braveheart over and over good again. Movies? Yeah, I would. I don't care if he made 80 good movies. I wouldn't watch it if he paid right, me by well. the second. He makes my skin crawl, Mel Gibson. He's an unctuous piece of turd. But anyway, no argument there. Still a good Here's movie. the uh, question. What's your take on the religious right? And I realize, again, just like when we did a few days ago, there's a lot of slop over here, but maybe it's mostly just to let some of us vent, including me. I'm so sick and tired of this whole goddamn thing. Oh, there he goes again. We better find out if I can say that, you know what? And when we get to the infinity thing, you'll find out one thing. John and Mike, uh, blow. Well, we already knew that. But, uh, boy, it's getting really scary. And you yeah. want to know why? And, of course, all this uh, clamping down, allegedly because of one <gasps> booby on TV, the Super Bowl booby. What's your take on the religious right? you got two, four, six, seven choices. They're nothing but hate-mongering morons. I don't mind them if they leave me alone. They're the biggest perverts of all. I'm one of them, praise God. The whole religion thing is a big racket. They're full of Shiite, or they gave their brains away to fakers. And for some reason, I wrote Nicole Eggert on the bottom here. Well, just because uh, I didn't want anybody to miss out. She should have been on the poll yesterday. Yeah, I apologize personally. No, you people in the audience should apologize personally for not putting her on there. Because I just came across that movie last night. What was it with uh, Corey Haim and Corey uh, Feldman and Nicole Eggert? Don't be knocking Corey Haim, okay? He's cute. He just turned 55, but he's still this cutesy. He's got Robbie Benson syndrome. Whatever. But anyway, there's a scene in there where they're actually doing it stark naked. I mean, they're just banging their brains out. What the hell's the name of that movie? Blow, blow Up. Blow Up. That's it. Blow something up. Don't say that. Now, watch yourself. We're talking I'm about explosions. I'm telling you. If you like anybody in the audience, if you ever cut yourself, we're going to make everything on radio so antiseptic that instead of mm-hmm. getting some of that schmear on stuff, all you got to do is put your arm up against or your knee or whatever against sure. the radio, and it'll heal immediately. That's how antiseptic we're going to be. Put that iodine to shame. WJFK Washington Afternoon Drivers, Don and Mike, return to the National Syndicated Airwaves uh, on Tuesday. After a two-week no-pay suspension for saying bullshit on the air, without the M. Reading from an apparently pre-written heartfelt apology letter, followed by the sound of crumpled paper, Geronimo revealed that he and Mike came perilously close to being fired by Infinity, and Infinity, according to the New York Post, is uh, just psychotic. They're just foaming at the mouth after that big flap with uh, Justin and Janet. So after we do the break, then we'll uh, talk about that a little bit, about Mel, Mel Carmazin said this, and they've got actually got the copy of the memo. Don't you love that when people intercept memos <laughs> and either put them in the uh, paper or read them on the air? I love no, that. No, that's bad. That's a bad thing. Oh, that's day. right. I forgot. That's bad. You might get your ass that's fired, right. so don't do it again. <laughs> Look for the QM van noon to 2 today at Senior Stereo, located in Pembroke Pines. Senior Stereo. Hey, oh, yeah. good evening. 90, uh, 9019 Pines Boulevard. That's at Pines and Douglas. Stop by to win T-shirts and Panthers tickets. I'm assuming that the unctuous Scott will be there for that, right? Yes. And then join Joe and Mark tonight, 1030 to 1230 at the Sandbar Grill in the Grove. Stop by to win more tickets and more T-shirts. Plus enjoy $3 Bex and Bex lights. Tonight, 1030 with Joe and Mark at the Sandbar in the lovely Grove. It is so lovely. Uh, 1013 at 560 WQM. Maybe your paycheck ain't so lovely because it is teeny and tiny. Well, let me tell you right now. It's time to say goodbye to your boss, say goodbye to your dead-end job, and get you a real career, which brings with it a real paycheck and a real life. Call Fast Train today to get started. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN, and you can start a brand-new high-paying computer career. You can have it in just four short months. 
That is correct. You heard right. The demand for computer professionals continues to grow like crazy. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train today. Be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck told you to call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. With seven South Florida locations, Fast Train's bound to have a campus nearby where you live, so it's easy, convenient for you. Fast Train offers job placement, financial assistance for people who qualify, and with day, night, and weekend classes, you have no excuses, no mo, to stay in a really crappy dead-end job working for peanuts. Don't forget, like I keep telling you, if you register right away, you can have a brand-new, high-paying career in just four short months. So what's not to like? Call Fast Train today and change your life. Check them out on the web if you like first at FastTrain.com, and then make that call, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Live and local, this is Sports Radio 560, UAS. Father O'Toole, God. I want a full investigation. The children, the children, what about the children, the children, the children. I want a full investigation. The children, the children, what about the children, the children, the children, what about the children. Michael Powell want to know where to move that. Russell Powell about a gal's little deep cat. He don't want you to ever to see that. All to do, all to think, all to say crap. And I'm qualified to spoil this brat. Got the gig as a gift from his old man. That should tell you where the hell is his head's at. Boots got coral, problems flushing. They close their eyes and pray to Yushki. Take us all gone from nudity. That's gay. Who's the nudity queen? Michael Powell want to know where to move that. And let me find, let me find that you show that. He has a mind of a five-year-old lad. Violence is good, but sex is so bad. He's a grand cracker milk and a long nap. Thanks to the job that he got from his dad. We got a moralist FCC man. We don't want the children seeing nudity. That's your own responsibility. Leave your whole mess up, don't bother me with this. I don't want to babysit your kid. Michael Powell want to know where to move that. He didn't like what he saw when he sat. On the toilet with a feminine backpack. It was ridiculous from a boob in a death sack. Uncle Sissy that likes to grandstand. Michael Powell want to know where to move that. Michael Powell want to know where to move that. Maybe we can feature Michael Powell naked on our website one day. That would really be obscene. Ten seventeen at five sixty WQM. Although he probably never uh, is completely nude, even in the shower, he probably wears right. like some kind of a schmata, like a Mormon. Exactly, he's got that magic underwear. Besieged Viacom president Mel Carmazan read the riot act to executives of all 180 Infinity radio stations yesterday, including Howard Stern's in New York, telling them they'll be fired if they violate the company's new zero tolerance policy on obscenity. Oh my God! Don't screw up. See even that. Don't be using language like that, Mel. No. Don't mess up, Carmazan. See, oh, brother. This, what did I tell you? We're taking these gigantic steps back into the Stone Age, man. It's pathetic. You want four more years of this, man. By the end of another four years, you won't have any freedoms. Forget about the First Amendment. Forget about the Constitution. Even straight people won't be able to get married. Infinity is home to Stern and several other controversial radio shows that have been canceled, fined, or suspended for sexual hijinks, including Opie and Anthony after the infamous Sex and St. Pat's contest. Oh, what a terrible thing. Last evening after the conference call, Infinity executives issued a blunt memo to all personnel. The memo said, Any station airing programming that has any sexual or excretory content needs to take whatever steps are necessary to make sure that the programming is not even arguably indecent. Let me read that sentence again. Yeah. Let me argue about it. I mean, the whole right. thing is so subjective anyway. The, the whole, uh, what they do is they put up a bunch of vague regulations and they just wait to trap you. Gotcha! Gotcha! Uh -huh. You said crap. That's obscene. 
Right. Based on what? Well, we just decided that. It's just mm -hmm. they, they just make it up as they go along. Based oh, we don't like up. that. The best thing was back at IOD. Remember, uh, it was before your time, I think, when we got fined for uh, the. Um, oh, it was uh, just a few I, I was a things. Part timer there at the time. Yeah, we got fined for about three or four different comedy bits. Yes. Very innocuous ones. Sure. And, and when the uh, ruling came back from the FCC, they wanted to make sure that the message was passed along to me. The favorite one was uh, Sex in the Morning or whatever it was. Boys that, that was the one they, they liked the best, but we weren't supposed to play it. So they enjoyed it very much. It was okay for them to hear it, but we sure couldn't play it on the radio. Well, wasn't that cute? Yeah. And then, of course, at QAM, that foul-mouthed dolphin Brian Cox thing that we played, we got fined for that again, even after the first time at IOD, the FCC said, oh, that's okay, because all the bleeps are in it, see? You know, we got fined for that here. It was okay there. Right, that's here. what I said. That's yeah. what I just said. It was okay at IOD, but then we got fined for it at QAM. So they won't even let you know what it is. And then, of course, when you say to them, well, uh, how about if we send the material to some screening committee first before we air it? Oh, no, that would be prior uh, restraint. We can't do that. We want to let you make a mistake first, and then we'll say, gotcha. And, of course, they just won't define it. Anyway, the memo said any station airing programming that has any sexual or excretory content needs to take whatever steps are necessary to make sure that the programming is not even arguably indecent. When in doubt, leave it out, said the memo, which also ordered all stations to install programming delay units for on-the-fly censoring immediately. Them little uh, yellow buttons like we got. When in doubt, leave it out. Yeah, it's a good reason they're yellow, too. That's right. I think there's an omen there. Stations were told to seek advanced consultation with counsel if they have questions about anything graphic or <coughs> explicit. <coughs> the strict new policy would appear to put the kibosh on several regular features of Howard Stern's show, who wasn't mentioned yesterday and who's on vacation this week, including small penis contests and bits wherein items are placed in or expelled from Rectum. the most intimate parts of bodily areas, which we don't want to say which ones they are Rectum. in this story, God forbid. Because Rupert Murdoch don't want to piss off anybody, even though the FCC has no control over uh, newsprint yet. Carmazon warned 180 Infinity program directors, including those at New York's K-Rock, Mix 102.7, WFAN, WCBS AM and FM, and WINS, WINS 1010 New York, that the FCC is looking to make examples of uh, wrongdoers who are not that far from evildoers. It's exactly what you expect a CE oh. under fire to say, said a conference call participant. So there you go. That's the latest on the FCC and Michael Powell's hysteria and the reaction to it. Everybody is like quivering and shaking and quaking in their boots. Let me just let me just play it one last time, probably. Crap. There you go. How about one more? Crap. Okay. I think that's about it. That may be the last time we can ever say Crap. on the Neil Rogers show, and certainly on the Beasley broadcasting. These people have got the backbone of a jellyfish. We can't say Crap. one more time. Because they're probably right now, Greg is, uh, is having a uh, gigantic uh, moving experience. Just thinking about this, right? Right. So whatever you do when you're on filling in for me, don't say. Crap. I won't a whole say lot. Uh, anything. How's that? And uh, you can you can still take a. Crap. Right Are you now. sure? Well, that, that depends on how smelly it is. If it smells <laughs> real bad. No, if it smells real bad, that might offend some of the commissioners, and certainly Michael Powell will be offended by smelly BM. So don't do that either. If you do, in fact, if you do take one, be sure to take uh, like some some of that cashmere bouquet or some right. of that spray, that Glade air freshener in there with you. Right. Always. Here's a good message for all you kids out there. If you want to be safe, always take a can into the mm. can. I'll take a scented candle. Take a scented can into the can and be sure and spritz it and spray it around real good after you do your <laughs> duty. I got honey do melon. Wow. So that's the Crap. lesson for today. Don't be just saying that. Okay. What do we got on the poll so far? It just. I'm telling you. It's just. Uh, it would be funny if it weren't so pathetic and embarrassing and humiliating. 
you know, we made a little bit of progress. We came along. They started using a few words. We don't have to say water closet. They can uh, talk about toilet paper on TV. Hey again. We got hemorrhoid commercials, all of these things, you know. That's commode paper to you. They can even talk about diarrhea, you know. Have to whisper a little bit. But now everything we have to turn the clock back because a bunch of right-wing fanatical religious lunatics have taken over your country. They stole the election. See, that was okay. That's honest. Mm -hmm. They stole it for Jesus. Right. Well, 95 votes. What's your take on a religious right? The whole religion thing is a big racket. And you know how many voted that? About 30, man. That's leading so far. They're nothing but a bunch of hate-mongering morons, 25. I don't mind if they leave me alone, 12, which they won't. In fact, this passion, this Christ thing uh, with the Mel Gibson, they're going to be uh, putting little things on your door. They're going to be putting little uh, thing uh, thingies on your doorknob. Yeah. Of course, Duff said he always puts his little thingy on the doorknob. I don't mind if they leave me alone, 12. They're the biggest perverts of all, 8. That was my vote, including them priests. They're full of uh, Shiites, 7. They gave their brains away to fakers, 7. And I'm one of them, praise God, 6 uh, people, 6.3% so far. We have a half a dozen Jesus uh, freaks in the audience. Well, God the bless them. For the Jesus Christers. God bless you, man. Ew, That's right. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for your brain to wake up one day, okay? Right. I'll sacrifice a chicken. Just like these people had sent this amazing fax from... Peter. Oh, boy, I'm getting into that. <laughs> and, of course, speaking of those right-wingers, they're going to be very dismayed. They'll think it's probably commie propaganda, because the polls change all the time. But this latest USN Today CNN Gallup poll shows now that if the election were right now, Kerry beats Bush 55 to 43 by 12 points. All right. And even John Edwards, the relatively unknown John Edwards, who's making a move very fast... Even he would be Bush today, 54 to 44, by 10 points. So ABB, anybody but Bush, seems to be making some serious headway All right. in the USA. Unless, of course, you're gay. 26, or maybe especially if you are, 26 past 10. And by the way, cut out those marriages. The Bushmeister and the lovely Laura, <laughs> our first lady, mm -hmm. they're not too happy about that. They're pissed off. Even Barney Fagg ain't happy about it. I'll tell you why. Okay. He don't like it. Anyway, something you will like, and that is the ease of getting you a great night's sleep with a fantastic name brand mattress at an unbeatable low price by making one simple call to dial a mattress. And, of course, everybody knows when it comes to brand name mattresses, America's leading brand is Sealy. The Sealy Posturepedic is world famous for comfort and liability. And, and what does this say? 216 only. But what does that mean? 216 only. No, it says WO216. What is WO? Without two, I don't have any idea what that means. At any rate, I do know one thing. If you want the best price, if you want Sealy Posturepedic, you can't beat Dial a Mattress every day. Just call 1-800-MATTRESS. they got the complete line of Sealy. And now they're even easier to care for than ever before because Sealy's new line of Posturepedics never have to be flipped or rotated just like Fat Boy. They just set it up for you. You'll enjoy years and years of comfort. In fact, these beds are constructed to provide you optimal comfort on the sleeping service, and they will last you, like I said, for years to come. So just call 1-800-MATTRESS right now. Talk with an expert bedding consultant and enjoy the service rank number one for overall customer satisfaction because with low prices, same-day delivery, free setup and removal, it's easy to see why Dollar Mattress can't be beat. Enjoy a great night's sleep tonight and for a hell of a long time to come with a great Sealy Posturepedic from Dollar Mattress. I've been using them for years, and you should too. Call them today, toll-free at 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or online, it's mattress.com. My and local, this is Sports Radio 560, UAM. I called this press conference to allow me the opportunity to speak out, not with regard to legal issues that face Michael Jackson presently, but to lash out at my sister Janet's terrible behavior at last Sunday's Super Bowl. I am as offended as the rest of you regarding her boob-showing activity during halftime. 
I am even more upset that a network that such a sickening display get on the air. Women are disgusting, especially naked women. People believe that she was actually wearing a pasty when Justin Timberlake tore off her clothing, but this is simply not true. I am here to say, for the very first time on the public airwaves, that my sister Janet Jackson actually has a metallic right nipple. The fact remains that all of us in the Jackson clan are actually space aliens. We came here to Earth to study your species. You are a bold and complex people on this planet. I am very sorry I am not able to address any questions from the press presently. I have to return to my spaceship with my wonder monkey, Gleek. Thank you very much. Come on, Gleek. Come on, Gleek. Gleek. Come on, Gleek. 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 1031 at 560 WQM. If there's anybody after I read that Infinity memo, anybody wondering why Pharrell got canned from QAM and... Uh, it's just uh, one of those deals. You can you cannot be an adult in America no more. You just can't. No. Everything has to be reduced to the level of like five-year-old children. So adults have to, you know, their brain has to be reduced to that level. And of course, they figure if they can do that real fast, then Bush can get in again easy because that's about the level he operates on. Now, speaking of the Peter. people, wait till you hear this facts. Start out my morning with this. I'll start out my morning with the fact that uh, I couldn't hear George because of the fact that whoever's running the stuff in there last night because we had two ball games, a hockey game, and a basketball game at the same time continues diddling with our lives, and I had no audio feed. I just mentioned that so that maybe Duff might get off his Duff and Clarence as well and get after these people because they keep coming in there playing fast and loose with our equipment at QAM, which were See, nobody ever diddles with my stuff here. Nobody Amazing. ever diddles with me either. I beg your pardon? I'm going to hire somebody to go up there and diddle with it. No chance. They'll never get in. Can we say diddle? Not in, not after today. You can say, Peter. although it all depends on what you mean by that. Uh-huh. See what I mean? In fact, oh, no, priest arrested for a second time on kitty porn charges? This is bad. I think you made this up. Yes. Um, Lafayette, Louisiana, a priest removed from his post in Morgan City because of child porno charges has been arrested again after investigators allegedly found explicit images during a search of his home at a monastery near Opelousas. I've always wanted to say that, you know, Opelousas. Or is okay. it Opelousas? Well, whatever it is, it's in Louisiana. Patrick Kujawa, 35, faces federal charges of possession of kitty porn in connection with hundreds of images federal agents said they found on his computer, according to court documents filed yesterday. Kujawa already is on probation in connection with child porno charges that led to his removal in 2000 from an associate pastor's job at Holy Cross Catholic Church in Morgan City. He is still officially considered a priest with a Catholic diocese of Homa Thibodeau, Thibodeau but has been taken out of the ministry... I don't know what that is. I don't know. Said some uh, guy. Kujawa has been living at a Benedictine monastery near Opelousas, said Gary said. A man who answered the phone at the monastery declined to discuss the case, but said that Kujawa was not connected to the Benedictine order. It was only renting a trailer there. He's being held without bond. Federal investigators said a search of Kujawa's computer uncovered 300 digital images and 100 digital movie files of children engaged in sexually explicit conduct. There you go. There's another one of your good fathers, okay? Maybe that's why that uh, thing about hypocrites is going to move up on our list, right? At any rate. Getting back to the, Oh, this thing I already saw about uh, risk of car crashes rises with age. See, this may come... Oh, and this is from Tampa, this story. may come as great news to people around the rest of the country, but in South Florida, we don't need no primer on that. <laughs> that's right. We know all about that. Now, getting back to this fact about... Peter. Please. From David and Cynthia. I won't use their last name out of respect, although I don't have any for them. It says, yesterday I heard you say disparaging remarks about PETA. people for the ethical treatment of animals. An organization which my husband and I have supported for over two decades. How sad. 
And this coming from me, being a great animal lover that I am, so don't give me a song to dance about how I'm insensitive and I'm a hard ass and yada yada, but whatever you want. It's it says hard ass. It says, Peter. simply believe. Now, wait a minute. If I belch like that, isn't that like excretory activity? You're excreting and disputing gas, right? But this and one from the throat and not from the rectum. Ass. Yeah, well, that's a sex organ. Oh, that's what Duff said. You know, Duff told me this morning that you couldn't even get your little finger. Anyway, Peter simply believes as we do. Ask Josh. He'll tell you he heard it. He was uh, falling on the floor and laughing because he knows it's not true. Peter simply believes, as we do, that no animal should be abused or killed for any reason. Like us, they are living beings with varying levels of intelligence and sensitivities. Well, I guess I should feel bad because I had both of my dogs put to sleep. They were on the verge of death, and I put them out of their misery, had them put to yeah. sleep, and believe you me, there was no chance that they were going to survive, right. okay? So call me a bad guy. You're a bad guy. Okay. I accept that. It says, Neil, I'm certain you have no idea as to the terror and torment in which millions of animals exist, and that includes all species. Yes, I do. I have a very good idea. Right. What we blindly do to animals would not be permitted or tolerated. In fact, this he's sending this to me. We just raised uh, uh, tens of thousands of dollars for abandoned pet rescue mm -hmm. for dogs and cats and other animals right. that have been turned uh, left uh, in, uh, on their own to, in the lurch. A, a no-kill And he's giving shelter. me a lecture about uh, yeah. animals. Anyway, what we blindly do to animals would not be permitted or tolerated on the most evil of humans, Hitler, Dahmer, and that coward Charlie Manson. There would be a protest by many of our inhumane treatment. Yet our cruelty to non-humans is excused. After all, they're only animals. So let them lose their souls. Uh, I wonder if they said that at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Did they say that about all the people who uh, we fried? No. Yes. There are literally hundreds of animal rights organizations, yet when asked to name one or two, most would answer... Peter. No, I wouldn't. If I was asked to name a lunatic fringe animal group, I would say... Right. Um, Peter. While some of their actions appear outrageous, Peter. draws attention to the rights of animals. Granted, sometimes it's over the top. Ah, now, Cynthia and David, we're starting to get close to the truth. However, when a volunteer from Peter. throws the carcass of a dead fox in the face of someone wearing fur and shouts, here's the rest of your coat, or protest against the practice of vivisection on dogs and other animals without benefit of anesthesia, or the beating to death of an orangutan who starred in Eastwoods every which way but loose by its trainer, or chickens in factory farms having the beaks and faces sliced off while standing in their own excrement, and countless other atrocities were with them. Well, guess what? We're with them, too, on some of those. Some of them. Although I'm not too crazy about having somebody throw a red fox or a dead fox in my puss. Right. Mind your own business. When... Peter. Convinces Burger King and McDonald's to institute more humane methods regarding farm animals were with them. When they worked to change laws regarding circus animal abuse were with them. When they pointed the proven direct correlation of kids abusing frogs, snakes, cats, dogs, etc. and adult violence were with them. When they seek the strongest penalty for someone who steals a family pet to use as a bait animal for their fighting dogs were with them. We choose compassion over cruelty. Someone has to stand and speak for the animals. Peter. Does not back down in either way. Sincerely, David and Cynthia. Well, there's some uh, good points in there, but the fact is the one sentence there, mm -hmm. granted, sometimes it's over the top, which they kind of glossed over that. Let me circle that, even though I'm going right. to Schmidt-Ken this momentarily. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like Peter. Those, it's very often over the top. Like when they wanted that town to change its name. Right. What was the name of that town? Slaughterville. Sla yeah, Slaughterville. Slaughterville or oh, we don't like that. Slaughterville, yeah. And the unhappy In fact, they probably, if the old baseball player for the Cardinals and Yankees, if he was still alive... Enos Slaughter, they probably would have wanted him to change his last name. Mm -hmm. Although he was known as Enos the Penis. Now, I'm saying that for the very last time because oh, after the day. Yeah. Huh? Hey, Enos. You call that a penis? And she's saying that for the last time, too. I'll guarantee you that right now. So anybody that enjoyed, like, the Howard Stern show or Pharrell on the radio, any of that stuff, forget about it because that's all passe. You're not going to hear it no more because you have a bunch of dictators up there in Washington who sit around now and are making everybody crap in their pants. They're just... 
Well, I said crap against it. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Making everybody uh, do duty in their pants. No, you can't see see your your referring to it. You can't even. Well, even the Boy Scouts say I, pro I promise to do my listen, duty, to do my best to right, drag that right. old lady across the street whether she wants to go or not. Just make sure you couch it correctly. I see. Duty on the couch? Right. WQM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir? Saw the uh, website yesterday. How I'm um, looking at that picture of uh, no more Bush, read my lips. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't turn you straight. I don't know what could. Didn't work for me yet. Didn't work for you. How about, how about for you, George? Let me ask you this. What about Nicole Eggert? I have no idea. You don't know who that is? No. Well, we'll put her picture on there one of these days naked, and then you'll know, and then, then they will fear you, man, when you know who that is. Okay. All right, okay. Have a great day, pal. Okay. See, they like the uh, naked pictures. Now, mm -hmm. that's on the Internet, of course. It's a damn good thing we can't show the naked pictures on, on the radio. <laughs> if we, sure we if I could hold those up and you could hey. actually see those images on the radio, then we'd be in deep trouble. Man. I don't we'd know about you, deep but duty. I'm showing it in HD digital. Are you really? Yes, and that's right, because QAM were oh! HD digital, baby, so you can see that, like every little detail right. on the uh, nipple. Now, forget about the booby, right on the old nipple. 4.0 megapixels of Sharon digital Sharon Stone's quality. nips, and she didn't, uh, she didn't do all that great yesterday on our pool. I guess she's old news, but then again, there were a lot of people on there that were old news and did very, very well. But, you know, there's just something, they, they don't like her for whatever reason. She's, she's a pain a, in the She's ass. a bitch. Yeah, exactly. So what's wrong with that? Nothing. In fact, I think a lot of people do like a bitch, you know, and like to slap her around a little bit. Now, I'm not suggesting that or advocating that. See, I have to be a, I have. <laughs> right. Careful. Just back up. You know, I'm really glad to see that that nice uh, young lady, the uh, place kicker for Colorado University, mm -hmm. that got raped at it and then abused by that coach. I'm glad to see that they're interviewing her and they're making a big story about that because this is one of the real things that's wrong with America. I don't hear Michael Powell talking about that, but this is one of the real sick things about this whole sports culture and uh, macho, the jock culture. Jack. You like to study Jack. Are they talking about it on our station? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure they are. What about it, Josh? Are they talking about the uh, Colorado situation? Yeah, a little bit. And what are they saying? That uh, Colorado, you know, it's not just happening on it for an accident. You know, it's got to be going on. It's got to be going on everywhere. That's right. It's going on all over the place. Certainly not at the University of Miami, though. No. no. Well, not female rape, anyway. They got their own fish to fry. They Don't got forget Willie the Willie Williams show starts today at 2. Oh, no, that's right. Willie is still in house arrest, so we got Mad Dog at 2, Humper at 4. Three solid hours at Humper today, unexpurgated. Hurricane Hotline at 7. The big oh. is at that NFL uh, com col uh, Columbine, co uh, Combine, 8 o'clock tonight. Eddie K at 10, Joe and Mark overnight, 2 to 5 in the morning. Our close, personal, warm friend, the Molemeister. Absolutely. 5 to 8 in the morning, and then Joe Rose, Blockhead, who still hasn't gotten paid, and that's not a joke, by the way. He's been out about 10 weeks now doing that 8 to 10. He's still filling in. No contract, no cash, no money, but at least he don't say crap very much. 19 till 11. Hey, here's something that's no crap, and that is the Atkins diet and all the other low-carb, sugar-free diets around. They work. They work for a lot of people. Help you lose that weight. Get your cholesterol, triglycerides way, way down there. But one of the problems with staying on those diets is they are very boring. You know, in the beginning, it sounds great. Steak and lobster, butter, eggs, man, all you want. The only problem with that is, though, after a while, how much e eggs and butter and steak can you eat and lobster? In fact, George can't afford to buy even the first lobster. So, you head for a store called Delights because it's got everything you need to stay on the straight and narrower path. It's the number one low-carb store in the universe with over a thousand low-carb products to choose from. They got it all, breads and bagels, things with taste, things that you're craving for, cookies and crackers, chips and brownies, chocolates, ice cream, pasta, fantastic sauces that are low-carb like crazy, ketchup, cheesecakes, and lots more. At Delights, you'll find the widest selection. They're open every single day, seven days a week from 10 to 10. And one of the nice things that they feature for, rather than taking home something like uh, and finding out you don't like it, you can try anything in the store before you buy it. 
and their staff knows dieting, especially the Atkins inside and out. Speaking of Dr. Bob, rest in peace, they have the most complete line of Atkins Brands products every day that are on sale all day, every day as well. So if you want to uh, continue with your low-carb diet and stay on it with a happy uh, puss, here's the way to do it. Do your shopping at Delights of West Boca. You'll find them on the northeast corner of Glades and 441 right next to Boston Market. Or call them toll-free at 1-877-LOW-CARB. That's L-O-W-C-A-R-B. Or on the web, it's lowcarb.com. Don't forget, there's only one Delights of West Boca, and it's your official Atkins Retail Center. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. The Bloom. Program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Since everything and everyone at Disney World is out of the closet, so to speak, we now have special gay days. We've changed the rides to suit our lifestyle. Yo ho ho, be a swashbuckler on Butt Pirates of the Caribbean. And we've modified the Tunnel of Terror so you can ride with Mickey's new domestic partner, Gerbil Joe. Hey, it's Gerbil Joe here. Make sure you tie a string around my leg, cause get stuck's a bitch! <laughs> I thought I was the bitch. Shut up! <laughs> 10.45, guess what? You know that spot we just played a minute ago, that Isuzu spot? Were you paying attention? No, no, of course not. <laughs> well, you should have been, because there's a very familiar voice in there. Okay. Jerry Hauser. Sorry. Well, it's not that I really knew that, but I looked it up. He played Oski in the summer of 42. He does commercials now. He was the chubby, ugly kid that was Oski's, uh, that was uh, Hermes' buddy. Okay, I don't, I don't think I saw that since 42. You didn't see the summer of 42? <laughs> no. You never saw no, that movie? I saw it like a hundred years ago when I was yeah, a child. Here. you got to remember uh, Jennifer O'Neill. I, I know who she is. And who played Hermie? What was his name? Gary Grimes. Anyway, okay. here's the facts. Uh, Mr. Results from yesterday's poll. Could you please repeat the top five? Oh, and where Charlize Theron finished. I don't have it. Do you? No. I Schmidt can't add a long it time was, ago. Uh, Marilyn Manson. Charles Manson. Yeah. Shirley Manson. Shirley Manson. And, uh, and Hermie Yanosky, I think. Uh, sorry about that. I'll look in the uh, wastebasket and see if I can piece it together again. If not, maybe uh, I don't. I don't. I don't want to bother Eric with that. He's under a lot of stress and duress. He's uh, foaming at the mouth. Jerry Hauser, who played Oski in the summer of '42. Uh, I'm pretty amazed. I'm pretty impressed with myself. Although the internet, you see that uh, Google just added four billion more pages. No, you didn't see that. Mm -mm. Boy, I tell you, you're just out of the loop, man. You better get back with it. You better stop worrying about things like religious nuts and politics and things like that, and about getting laid. Worry about important things like Google. I Yahoo. I don't Google. You don't Google? I Yahoo. I'm a Yahoo. Oh, Jesus. Shame on you. Well, I think that if you use that Alexa bar, I believe that's uh, Google, isn't I'm it? I'm going to start. I think it is. No, Google's a good search engine. I just uh, live my life on Yahoo. I think, though, if you use that nice Alexa. See, I got George to install that this morning. It takes about, what, 20 seconds? See. And uh, there it is. Alexa, you got a nice bar. And it even has a link. Uh, well, I don't want to say because it won't on theirs. Nice tiki bar. And you can, like, do emails real fast. So now I can send Eric, like, 70, 80 news stories every day because uh, <laughs> because my email, because <laughs> the emailing process is so much easier now thanks to Alexa. Anyway, let's get to the, I can't put this off no longer, okay, although I might take one quick call. QAM, hello. Jamba, faggot. Hey, uh, <laughs> Jamba impersonator. <laughs> Up yours, man. Well, I probably got a lot of company. Fuhrer just before Gibson's The Passion opens and... This is uh, from the New York Daily News. I beg your pardon. The Fuhrer. Yeah, you Fuhrer? have to put your arm at the 45-degree angle, and you have to say, You understand the disciples who of everyone. Just like that, with a heavy tremor accent, and then you'll be okay. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we will check your ancestry first. 
Fewer just before Gibson's The Passion opens. A week before Mel Gibson's movie about Jesus hits theaters, his father has gone on an explosive rant against Jews, claiming they fabricated the Holocaust and are conspiring to take over the world. Jesus Christ. They're after one world religion and one world government. Hutton Gibson, 85, this is Mel Gibson's daddy, said in a radio interview that'll air Monday night. That's why they've attacked the Catholic Church so strongly to ultimately take control over it by their doctrine. We'll all be eating cheese blintzes by the end of the year. In the bizarre interview, Gibson also said Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan should be lynched and called for the government to be overthrown. The movie star's father has made outrageous statements about the Holocaust and Jewish conspiracies before. Oy! But the timing of his latest comments is certain to fuel the uproar over his son's movie, The Passion of the Christ, which opens on Ass Wednesday, next Wednesday. Some critics say the movie blames Jews for the death of Christ and will provoke anti-Semitism, and they question why Mel Gibson hasn't denounced his father's views. Hutton Gibson spoke Monday to Steve Feuerstein of Speak Your Peace on WSNR 620 AM in New York, a show syndicated by Talkline, the largest syndicator of Jewish programming. Some of his most outrageous rants focused on the millions of Jews exterminated by Hitler. They claimed there were 6.2 million Jews in Poland before the war, and they claimed after the war there were only 200,000. Therefore, he must have killed 6 million of them, he said. They simply got up and left. They were all over the Bronx and Brooklyn and Sydney, Australia and Los Angeles. He said the Germans didn't have enough gas to cremate six million people. Oh, check with the people at Bayer. I think he's wrong. And that the concentration camps were just work camps. It's all, maybe not all fiction, but most of it is, he said. Gibson repeatedly smeared prominent Jews as money-grubbing power mongers. Greenspan tells us what to do. Someone should take him out and hang him, he said. He even belittled the Pope's reported endorsement of the Passion, recounting how Mel referred to the pontiff as an ass. <laughs> well, now you're starting to get a little bit warm. Yeah, Gibson not. reserved most of his vitriol for Judaism, though, asking, is the Jew still actively anti-Christian? He is, for by being a Jew, he is anti-everyone else. Mel Gibson's spokesman, Alan Nerob, had no comment on the Elder Gibson's tirade, but Abraham Foxman of the Anti-Defamation League said they were the words of a classical anti-Semite. If it wasn't so sad, it would be funny, he said. He's troubled by Mel Gibson's failure to condemn his father's beliefs and pointed out to a recent interview where Mel Gibson said his daddy never lied to him. Well, he's been lying to the world, but it sounds like truth to the sun. That strange, Foxman said, is in duh, huh? As in duh passion? Of duh Christ. What is this thing here? If you I missed any coverage of this, please excuse my ineptness. The nation map Evans exposed Little Miss Trees and Ann Coulter. It was on our website yesterday, Mr. Outraged. I don't understand. It's, it was They keep faxing us stuff that's on our website. If you go to neilrogers.com, you'll discover that, I mean, we can't have everything on there. We can't be on top of everything. We appreciate the faxes to let us know. And if we already have it, that's fine. We can Schmidt can it. But Jesus. Christ. Like, we don't know about that article, Little Miss Treason, by uh, Matt Bivens. It was on, uh, it was the Nation yesterday. We had it on our website. Thank you. And he ripped her a, a big, fat... Rectum. See, I can't say ass. I, I think no. we can still say... Um, I don't think you can refer to it. I think you have to say bottom. He ripped her a big bottom. There you go. A foggy bottom. So anyway, there's Hutton Gibson, who's uh, Mel Gibson's daddy. Now, now we get to the real meat of the matter on the platter. Don't splatter. Christian pushed behind the passion. This is a great article that was in the Toronto Sun yesterday, a Toronto Star yesterday. WQM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Thanks for taking my call. I'm glad you talked about uh, Mel Gibson today. I read an interview yesterday uh, by a... Uh, member of the clergy, he'd seen a private screening of the movie where Mel was there, uh -huh. and they asked him why uh, why he had all the people in the movie speaking Aramaic or Latin, and Gibson said that uh, he thought that those languages would be more threatening for the villains, that it was just making them more menacing. 
Yeah. So, you know, this type of movie, it, it doesn't have anything to do with him trying to faithfully adapt uh, the, the story from the Bible. It's just he's it's just pandering. He's just trying to make it as salacious and as provocative as possible to stir up the emotions of everybody. Right. Stir up a lot of good religious hate, which is what religion does best anyway. Absolutely right. Well, thanks for trying to... Uh, well, wait wait till you get this article from the Toronto Star, man. It'll uh, flip your lid. It's ridiculous. He's just as big of a wackadoo as his dad is. Amen. Have a great day, Pally. You too. I'll see you in church. Uh, Gibson, Mel Gibson recently embraced a fringe form of Catholicism known, even George didn't know this, as traditionalism that I never heard of till I read this article in the Star yesterday. A faction that refuses to acknowledge the reforms of the Second Vatican Council, Vatican Council in 65, which absolved the Jews for the killing of Christ. No, he don't accept that. Traditionalism, which means ultra-fanatical Catholic, is Mel Gibson. Right. Even the Pope is an ass, he said. Which right. I would agree with. Him. We can find one area of agreement. Doesn't dress girly enough for it. A bottom is what he said. Mel's the top, the Pope is a bottom. He just can't wait for a date. He said it'll be great. And then he won't have to, well. Christian push behind the passion. Don't start, uh, listen, I'm telling you right now, don't, don't uh, play fast and loose with this. I better get that, I saved the New York Post thing, unlike the other stuff I, Schmidt can. I think I did. About my, yeah, here it is. In fact, maybe I ought to read you that one sentence again from Mel Carmazin, the Infinity, any station, and of course, this is not an Infinity station. Thank you. God. They got hell of a lot more balls than the Beasleys ever will dream of having, just that the Beasleys are like that. So they have no idea what we're doing. Any station airing programming that has any sexual or excretory content <laughs> needs to take whatever steps are necessary to make sure that the programming is not even arguably indecent, the memo from Mel Carmazin said to all the infinity PDs. Ah, 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 ah. That was managed. Nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. Don't say nips either, although you right. can't see Sharon Stone's nips on our uh, He's website He's a sports today. guy. I think they're exempt, aren't they? No, they're not. Not no more. They used to be. Oh, man. See, that's what Janet Jackson did. The sports guys used to be uh, exempt. They could say whatever they want, but... No. Well, can they still not. rape the uh, female players in the locker room? Yeah, so far that's still okay. okay. All right. We haven't had a ruling from here, uh, Heinrich uh, Michael uh, Powell yet. This is going to take me a while. This is a long article, but I don't care. Very, very important. Christian push behind the passion. This is by Christopher Hutzel, entertainment writer for the Toronto Star. Jesus filmed to be used to convert non-Christians. Canadian Jewish leaders cautious, expect no troubles. The time, the timeline leading up to the release of Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ might be compared to the fuse of a firecracker. Spitting and sparking, chasing its own fiery tail in a maelstrom of hype, and the world can only plug its ears and wait for this religious cherry bomb to explode. <laughs> With Gibson's retelling of the last 12 gory hours of Jesus Christ's life leave Christians weeping, non-believers believing, and Jews ready to combat a new wave of dissent? Or will it be a dud destined to be reincarnated as a dusty DVD in the church AV room? If this much-deliberated film does fizzle, it won't be for lack of effort from Canadian Christian lobby groups. For months now, several influential interdenominational Christian assemblies working under Campus Crusade for Christ have been pursuing a shrewdly calculated strategy for the marketing of this epic film. After all, this project wasn't going to be hyped up by conventional means. We surely weren't going to see flogged Christ figures at our, on Burger King cups. I threw my log away. Do I have another spot coming? Victus. Oh. What, what word did he say? Oh, with a V. I thought you said something with a D. No, After all this, that. don't say it. Don't even, don't even think it. Then if you don't think it, you won't say it, okay? Okay. After all, this project wasn't going to be hyped up by conventional means. We surely weren't going to see flogged Christ figures on Burger King cups. That surely wouldn't be very appetizing, would it? In fact, oh. if you've seen some of these clips they've shown so far, ain't very appetizing. 
In fact, forget about Atkins. They've got a new diet now. The Jesus Crucifixion Diet. And look at what was on. Did you see that on CNN right now? CNN presents special event Sunday. The mystery of Jesus. Holy moly, man. They're in it. We're just drowning in Jesus now. <coughs> anyway. 1057 at 560 WQ and Diabetic is a delicious meal replacement drink that happens to be made for people like yours truly who are living with diabetes. But anybody, whether you have diabetes or not, can really enjoy it because it tastes great. If you try to cut down your sugar and your calories, Anorex Diabetic is sweetened with Splenda, so there's no nasty, rotten aftertaste that lingers like you get with aspartame or saccharin. Recommended by doctors and dietitians for people who just can't sacrifice proper nutrition because they're in a big fat hurry, in a big ass bottom hurry. Anorex Diabetic is a completely balanced nutritional supplement that provides all the essential vitamins and minerals you need for a healthy life, plus fiber and antioxidants, yet it's low in saturated fat and cholesterol, too. Anorex Diabetic is even gluten-free and lactose-free. An 8-ounce can provides 237 calories of easy-to-digest nutrition. You tried once, and I'll bet you Greg Reed's life on it. You'll never go back to whatever you were drinking before. I'll even throw in George Corso's life. How do you like that? An extra charge. Pick it up all over town. More and more people are gulping it down. It's at Publix, Walgreens, Eckerd's, Navarro, Sedano, CVS, lots of other local pharmacies, too. The makers of this product are so sure you're going to love Anorex Diabetic. They're giving away free full-size samples. They'll send you a free two-pack, one vanilla, one chocolate, if you just make that toll-free call at 1-866-368-3739 or faster yet, order for yourself at anorexdiabetic.com. Just click on where it says free samples. When you do make that call, be sure and tell them that Neil sent you for the delicious one. Mention my name. Get yourself an additional special gift. Call today for your free two-pack. Call 1-866-368-3739. <laughs> Sports Radio 560 QAM. Had the teeth, damn it, I'd kick my own ass outside. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. My beliefs are what's required to avoid a lake of fire. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. My religion advocates bigotry and racial hate. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. What we like about it best, I fondle boys and wear yours. Yes. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. We have no respect for women. Drive a cab to make a living. My religion better than yours. My religion better than yours. My religion better than yours. Chupahabra, spooky ghosts. We slaughter pigs and dogs and goats. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. Oh my God. We wear beanies and big tails and never ever pay me tails. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. We knock on doors to bother you like fuller brush to spew our views. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. We wear ties and ride our bikes and get to marry lots of wives. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. Absolutely. We don't want to use 
310 of votes, Dominus Nabiscus. What's your take on a religious right? They're nothing but a bunch of hate-monitoring morons, 106. The whole religion thing is a big racket, 93. Absolutely. I don't mind if they just leave me alone, 35, but they won't. They're full of Shiite, 29. I'm one of them, praise God. 17, 5.4% of the people listening to me right now are religious rightsters. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Send us some money, please. They're the biggest perverts of all, 16, and they gave their brains away to fakers, 14, out of over 300 votes. Speaking of votes... 7,566 votes on a hot couples contest. I forgot in the first hour we had such a heavy plate. 7,566. I'm just going to read the one so far that I got over 200 votes, okay? Because okay. we don't have time for, uh, with all the respect. And, and those of you who are down in the uh, voting, don't get down in the dumps because uh, Jesse and Jeffrey came from the middle of the pack to a gigantic lead, which means some people must have been very busy, but or a lot of people saw them and said, hey, they look pretty good, which they do. Jesse and Jeffrey, 1,736, they're first right now. Monica and Brian doing well, 1,479. Carmen and Carlos, 1,218. Sarah and Sean, 844. Giselle and Mick, 302. Karen and Rick Friend. Karen and Joe, 279. Aaron and Brandon have got 261. And Laura and uh, Lena and Andy, 201. I can't read my own scribbling. Well, that's uh, 7,566. Do you realize that by tomorrow we could have 10,000 votes already by the Indeed. end of the day? Yes. Wow. And the deadline is tomorrow at 155. Boy, the week is going by fast. Yeah. What am I thinking about? I don't know. Tomorrow is the deadline, 155. Whoever leads uh, gets the first trip and whatever. You know how it goes. Anyway, getting back to this article. Christian push behind the passion. Jesus film to be used to convert non-Christians. The push began in mid-January. Oh, and before I continue. Last night, Deborah Norville on MSNBC, which nobody watches any of those shows on that network, but I, you know, I'd like to see what they're doing. She had a debate between one of these uh, right-wing preacher guys and some uh, left-wing broad from uh, some psychologist lady mm -hmm. about this movie. And the preacher guy came out in the middle of it, but the preacher guy was insisting that children are going to be allowed to see this. Now, the movie's got an R rating because of the violence and the bloodshed. Right. But uh, children are going to be let in. He says, well, we're going to have pastors to minister to them in the lobbies after the movie if they have any questions. She said, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. She must have said that many times. About 30, man. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Children can be traumatized by anything that's violent. I've seen the uh, previews, and absolutely no way that children should be exposed to this insanity. And it has nothing to do with anything biblical. It's just Mel Gibson's uh, yada yada. And the preacher just kept repeating the same crap, interrupting, bop, 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 you know. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. Okay. The push began in mid-January with a series of 12 screenings in nine Canadian cities over six days. In the end, 9,000 Christian pastors and church leaders, including 2,000 in the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area, saw the film. The same group subsequently received a DVD featuring previews and in-depth interviews with Mel Gibson, who fronted $25 million to produce the film, and Jim Caviezel, the actor who plays Jesus. In the DVD, Gibson and Caviezel, both Christians, talk about their motivations behind making the film and their goodwill toward Jews. Oi! Also being distributed by the Consortium of Christian Groups is instructional material, both online and hard copy, designed to help pastors build sermons around the film and to guide parishioners in their mission to share the Christian gospel with non-believers. That's what this is all about, converting the world. See, coming at a time especially when we realize the insanity and the danger of fundamentalist religionists. Only if they're Muslims. Only if they're schmatheads, in other words, if they have the wrong headgear, right. is that it? I see. You would think that People would have a little bit more respect for others at this time, but of course, uh, President Hoffman's decisions. Well, while I do not agree with it, I will deal with it like I would expect one of my players to handle his consequences. Oh, his comments were misinterpreted about. Well, fire his ass, okay? I don't know what yeah. the hell happened there, Colorado. But I hope they fire his redneck ass. 
Anyway, an example of this uh, material is an excerpt from a document on H uh, on uh, sermoncentral.com, which proposes that Christians use the film as an excuse to do a prayer walk. Now, did you hear the language there? Yeah, use the film as an excuse to do a prayer walk. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. Carefully choose a neighborhood you believe God wants you to reach. Oh, God. With multiple prayer teams, walk every street and pray for every house, asking that God will reach each person with the message of the cross through exposure to the passion of the Christ. Leave a door hanger and or evangelistic booklet at each home, encouraging them to see the movie and inviting them to attend a passion-related event at your church. What, no Chinese menu? Wow. Maybe that's on there, too. Now the uh, chinks aren't in this crap. Oh, my God. It is opening on a whopping 2,000 screens in North America next Wednesday, including 200 in Canada, which is a big number for an independent film. The highly acclaimed Monster, for example, which is also distributed by New Market Films in the U.S., has just expanded to 1,093 screens in North America, but this one is opening on a whopping 2,000 screens. The consortium's aim is to ensure that not only Christians see this film, but their friends and friends' friends see it, too, while making an earnest attempt to stifle fears the film will ignite a rash of anti-Semitism. Owen Black, executive pastor of the Mississauga Gospel Temple, one of three locations the film was shown at the GTA, makes no bones about the fact that Christian groups will be in full recruitment mode during film's tenure in the limelight. People are being encouraged to take a non-Christian friend to say, Look, consider this. What do you think about this? He said, This is a good thing to see. It's a wonderful way to dialogue about the Christian faith. And this whole sick concept that this man was crucified so that if you believe these fairy tales, you can go to heaven and live forever. Bob Kramer, the director of special projects for Campus Crusade for Christ, coordinated the advanced screenings. His organization has also developed a website to help guide Christians who want to share their gospel by means of the film. We believe that Christians will be deeply touched by this film, and we're equipping people so that they'll be ready to answer questions for the non-Christian who goes to this film, because people will be blown away. You know that? If you go to see this movie, you'll be blown away. I think I might fall asleep. Maybe Father O'Toole will be there to help make sure that you're blown away. Can't say oh, that anymore. I forgot you're too old. In November, Kramer, I can still say it, and I will say it, okay? They'll have to drag me out kicking and screaming. They'll have to find me first. In November, Kramer and 20 other Christian leaders visited Icon Productions, the Gibson-owned outfit that created the film for the viewing of the uh, then-unfinished film. Having been profoundly affected, the group decided it needed a strategy if it wanted to create maximum impact. The January screenings and tutorial material are a result of that decision. Though the plan is born of a will to spread the Christian gospel, it will inevitably translate to financial gain for Gibson and his affiliates. A source at Equinox Films, the film's Canadian distributor, admitted that the preview series was an example of grassroots marketing. But Kramer says it isn't about money. I think about it in terms of people and seekers of truth being put in touch with the gospel of truth. He said, I think of it as a marketing, but not of dollars and cents, but in terms of a movement. If Mel Gibson makes money on this, he'll have turned around what most people thought was going to be his biggest mistake. It appears it could be successful, he said. <laughs> Canada's Jewish community, perhaps not surprisingly, wasn't asked to help with the film's promotion. I <laughs> can't imagine why. Most no. of them were saying, Oi! As per direct orders from Icon Productions, members of that faith were not invited to private screenings, and Rabbi Shmubel Spiro has a pretty good idea why. You ever hear of Rabbi Shmubel Spiro? He's my I good, love that name. That's buddy. even better than... What's the uh, Michael Jackson's rabbi there? The one who used oh, to be his buddy? Whatever his name know. is. He's almost as good as Shmubel. If the viewing was for missionizing purposes, I understand why they didn't call me, he said, from Anshai Mintz Congregation in Kensington Market. I guess they didn't consider me to be a good promoter for them. Some Jewish leaders feel the film will damage Jewish-Christian relations. The passion interpreted literally from Christian scriptures implicates Jews with Jesus' brutal death. According to Abraham Foxman, U.S. Director of the Anti-Defamation League, the film portrays Jews as vengeful and bloodthirsty. 
Fueling those arguments, here we go again, I want to repeat this, is the fact that Gibson recently embraced a fringe form of Catholicism known as traditionalism, a faction that refuses to acknowledge the reforms of the Second Vatican Council in 65, which absolved the Jews for the killing of Christ. Rabbi Michael Skoback of Jews for Judaism, a Toronto group that focuses specifically on countering Christian attempts to convert Jews, said Canadian Jews shouldn't expect the film to cause a major, major disruption. For North Americans, my sense is, one, that the film is not going to undo decades of interfaith relations. My sense is that a lot of the concerns will be more real in Europe and South America, where you get more overt acts of anti-Semitism. What we're monitoring is the fact that Christians will be using this film as a tool to convert people to their faith. Some Jews will be invited by friends or given free tickets or cajoled into going. Or like in the Crusades, there'll be made an offer they can't refuse. The Inquisition. Oh, I'm sorry. But Scoback said he'd be surprised to see demonstrations in Toronto. Our philosophy here is not to be reactive. He said, this is nothing new. It's not as if Christians have been trying to convert Jews for a long time. We didn't create this organization last night to deal with this film. It's an ongoing struggle to help educate the Jewish community, to help them understand the teachings of their own faith, yada, yada, yada. It's all a bunch of crap. Leave everybody alone. DNH, do no harm. That's the bottom line, okay? It's all a bunch of crap. But I think the most interesting part of this whole deal, besides the stuff about Mel Gibson's father, his anti-Semite virulent lunatic father, is this stuff about Mel is a uh, recent, recently embraced traditionalism, a fringe, right-wing, fanatical form of Catholicism, who even uh, ain't satisfied with the Pope because he's not extreme enough. He's a bottom. Yeah. That's what he said. The Pope is a bottom. He's weak. Well, he says that so they will think that Mel might be a top, but you never can be sure. Okay, how many votes we got in this poll so far? What's your take on a religious right? 362. Uh, somebody said, I don't know what that means. <laughs> They're nothing but hate-mongering morons. 129 said that. And keep in mind, this isn't just a Catholic thing. It's, uh, you know, the fundamentalist, anything, you name it. The uh, Muslims, the uh, right. Orthodox Jews, it's the uh, born-again Baptist, uh, oh, man, the Jehovah's Witnesses, the religious nuts who just won't leave you alone. Right. Just like they want to go to... I think if they come to your house with none of those things they want to stick on your door, I think that uh, maybe I'd like, you know, point out to them. Come on, it's for your own good. 371 votes. They're nothing but a bunch of hate-mongering morons, 129. The whole religion thing is a big racket, 108. Absolutely correct, sir. I don't mind if they would leave me alone, 43. They won't leave you alone. They're full of Shiite, 34. They gave their brains away to fakers, 21. I'm one of them. Praise God, 19, 5.1% of this crowd, a religious uh, writer. And they're the biggest perverts of all, 17 out of 371, 4.5%. So they're a bunch of perverts. 12 minutes past 11 at your perverted station, 560 QAM. <laughs> Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. He takes it in the mass. The He's riding on an ass. The He likes to twist a boner. The Tries to pull your rope, let him have a feel. If he looks like Nicholas, call up Uncle Neil. The Pope Pope's rope, he takes it in the mass. The Pope Pope's rope, he's riding on an ass. The Pope Pope's rope, he likes to twist a boner. The Pope Pope's rope, the Pope Pope's rope. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 
ask you this. Would you ride on the Pope's ass? How big is it? 1118, gigantic. 1118 at 560 WQM. S- uh, Skilling indicted for fraud. You'll be pleased with this. You probably just saw it. Ex-Enron CE. Oh! Jeffrey Skilling was charged with fraud insider trading today, making him the highest-ranking former executive charged in the collapse of the once mighty energy company. Those fakers, those grave robbers at Enron, to which we say... All right! His defense attorney was just on there gesticulating and emoting, and he never stole a freight train. You know, too bad. The indictment unsealed in Houston laid out 36 charges against Skilling, as well as new charges against Richard Causey, Enron's former CEO, who pleaded not guilty to six charges last month. The charges against Skilling and Causey alleged that from 1999 to 2001, the two men used various devices and schemes to manipulate Enron's financial results. The indictment comes just five weeks after former Enron CFO Andrew Fastow pleaded guilty to wire and securities fraud and agreed with co- uh, to cooperate with investigators probing the accounting scandal. And like uh, they say in... Amsterdam, Hubman Dreard. Anyway, now we got these uh, faxes, so I did a little research of my own. Well, we'll get, this gets all complicated. Yeah, Eric even said. What? Are we talking about Alexa? Right. Okay, yeah. He said what? That it's spyware. Well, here's the fax that said it is spyware. In other words, it tracks your Internet usage, although it's one of the more benign spyware programs. It's infringing on your privacy. I'd recommend using the Google toolbar instead, which also blocks pop-ups. No, it doesn't. And as a bonus, allows you to highlight a word on any web page and right-click to do a Google search on a word. I've used the Google to- toolbar. It does not block pockmarks. Here's another one. My, Big Mike in St. Pete says, be careful, Alexa is spyware. Do a Google on Alexa. They're watching, says Big Mike in St. Pete. So I did a little uh, Google. Yeah. And here's an ad for Spy Ferret. We'll scan your computer for more than 400 of the most notorious spyware adware programs that are available on the net today, which includes uh, Alexa, by the way, a whole mm-hmm. a list of many. It'll expose all spyware adware components on your PC, give you a brief description about each component, yada, yada. Uh, they want to peddle this for 39 bucks. I got a copy of uh, SpyBot for free from Eric. Do I need that? You can use it. For what? What do I need that for? To clean up your spyware. I have Adware. Doesn't that do that? I don't know. Well, let me try. Okay, I'm, I'm not, see, I'm not all paranoid because, number one, I'm not looking at kitty porn. Number two, there's nothing on there. I have nothing financial on this uh, computer. Number three, uh, who cares? You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like John no, Ascroft would tell you when they come knocking on your door at 3 o'clock in the morning, if you have nothing to hide, then what are you uh, hiding? It, it, it's not about that. It's about all the other insidious things that it's doing, like slowing your computer down. And... No, it's not. Okay. My computer is as fast as lightning, mister, as the Tampa Bay Lightning. Are you kidding so me? It all adds up. Like if you have a hundred or more pieces of spyware, they're all doing their little thing. It's slowing you down. Eventually. Well, maybe, uh, maybe I don't have any more spyware. That could be. Farstuzzi? Maybe because I remove it every day with uh, that other thing. Adware. Okay. What is it? At any rate, I don't care. Adware. Five, six, seven. Now, we'll probably get some calls on this. Oh, you better get that thing off there, that Alexa. I like it. Okay, I like it. I'm very happy with it. Three days. I like the fact. See, Eric doesn't want me to have it because he knows that I can email him 400 stories every day, like in the time it used to take me to email 15 or 20. Because, man, it's got that little icon in there. Do your email no matter what page you're on. Bada bing, and there it goes. And you don't have to keep filling in all the uh, names on area. Just to whoever you're sending it to, that's it. There it goes. Just like, just like that. WQM spyware line. Hello. Neil, how you doing today? Pretty good. I want to know, uh, where do these priests get off thinking that they can go out molesting these children and uh, they think that they're above the law and that nothing can happen to them? Oh, well, that, that goes back to that whole thing about, uh, what do they call that law, uh, George? Which one? Canon law. Canon oh. law against civil law. That, that was the thing right. that they were bringing up when this whole thing first law. blew a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, I mean, as, if, as if they're above the uh, law of any country that they're living in, they can make up their own laws and don't confuse us with the facts. Hey, they answer to God. Right. 
You know, if these politicians got off of their brain that they're sitting on right. and started protecting children and people from, yeah. from these people that were in positions that are able to hurt people right. and have nothing done about it. it see, it, it's see if people like Michael Powell were nearly as concerned about all the children that are being molested as they are concerned about seeing Janet Jackson's booby for half a second on the Super Bowl, then maybe we'd get somewhere. It's just a bunch of posturing and pandering because it's an election year and they want to show us how much more pious and holy and better they are than anybody else, even though the administration is slaughtering and getting our people slaughtered every day. You're right. They're worried about the wrong things. It, it, these priests... There should be double or triple the penalty for a regular person because those, Absolutely. those people right. are put in the position right. where they're supposed to be higher. There you are know, laws about that. You're supposed to be able to leave your children with a priest and not worry about what's going to happen. Correct. To that is absolutely correct because like what they do is they, they play on the trust. They build up the trust of the child and the family, and then they exploit it and uh, abuse. And uh, you know, we've still only seen the tip of the iceberg. This business about four thousand and four hundred, whatever it is, that's the tip of the iceberg. Believe it's me. A tip. But but one one religion you don't he, really hear this happening in. Is the Jewish religion. You That's not, not true. How about the rabbi in Boca a few months ago that was molesting the kid that, that was setting up dates on the Internet? Sir, let me tell you, they're all a bunch of fakers, okay? Not every one of the ministers and priests and rabbis, but I'm just saying as far as the religions are concerned, it's just a, it's a, it's a fakery. The reason you see more of it in the Catholic Church is because of their unnatural attitude about sex. Sex is only for procreation and the audience. Well, I mean, what a bunch of crap. I remember that story years ago about the handicapped guy. Right. Wanted to get married in mm -hmm. Chicago, and the Catholic nope. Church wouldn't marry them. Can't These were devout Catholics, but they couldn't consummate the religion. They couldn't have sex. Now, on the one hand, sex is so evil, but if you're doing it to make more Catholic babies, then it's a wonderful, blessed thing. That's right. I it mean, is, just stop and use thing. your noodle a little bit, boys and girls. Use your brain, okay? That's the whole reason that they're sitting there on the other side rubbing themselves raw while the kids are telling them, about, Oh, I touched myself last night, Father. I did it three times. Yeah. And they're sitting in there just rubbing themselves raw. That's the excuse they give because you have to forgive your, uh, be forgiven for your sins because sex is a sin. Right. For them it's okay, but sex is a sin. Just like that one priest that Mike uh, Wallace was tracking down on 60 Minutes a few years ago when they did that story. The priest that was doing the girl. Right. Is that the one said, where there was no He passion? said it wasn't a sin because there was no passion. Remember that line? Yeah, what about the passion? There was no of passion. Christ? Are you starting up again? Jesus Christ. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. I'm telling you, like I said, I believe that you can believe whatever you want until you get to the point where you start hurting other people with it. At that point, that's where any sensible, rational person draws the line. And when you use it to as an excuse, well, the Bible says, yeah, the Bible says a lot of crap because it was written by primitive people. I said to George before the show this morning, just stop and think. If you took the people over over hundreds of years who wrote all of that nonsense, all of that superstitious mumbo jumbo, if you took them through the time tunnel. And you right. brought them here today, and you sat them down, and here were all these cars and TV sets, and they heard me talking on the radio or anybody yeah. else, and all these CDs and the all of these technology. The right. And they would say, ah, like that. Oh they would probably, they could, they could handle it. They'd probably be like in a mental institution immediately because they couldn't stand it. Because they were so ignorant and so primitive and a bunch of superstitious getchkeys. Right. Every time it thundered, nothing. every time it rained, it was an act of God. God was crying. God was angry. And, and, and to use this garbage to justify treatment of women and blacks right. and gays and anybody else, uh, this doesn't fly with anybody who's rational, anybody who's got a brain, which leaves out Mel Gibson, by the way. They didn't even know what a rainbow was. Was for Christ's sakes. Oh, it's it's a message from God. Don't you understand? I thought it was a gay symbol. It is. It's a rainbow fag. 
26 past 11 at 560, your flagship station for the uh, whatever those teams are. Live, Live and local. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. Oh, on our website. Uh, well, it's a little close to lunch, but I'll take a chance. FCC, speaking of that, targets Mancow in Chicago and indecency crackdown. Thanks to, um, who is it? Our listener, uh, Fred in Chicago, who faxed this to us. And, uh, you know, it was a bad copy, Fred, so I just printed it right out from the old Chicago Sun-Times. When in doubt, I printed it right out. Where the hell would, what would life be without the Internet these days, you know? I don't know. Hard to think. Because pretty soon your radio and TV are going to be virtually useless to you as far as getting any real information. I think they already are. Right. As far as seeing like any titillating pictures or things like that, or, or reading about what's really happening in the rest of the world, forget about it. Okay, let's take a puke at good old Michael Powell. Let's see. There's uh, Sharon Stone. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. That yeah. is the best. It's all added up now. He'll probably be on National Geographic this Sunday. And look at that. He's sitting right over Matt Fudge. Better look out, Miss Fudge. And Matt is looking with, a, he's looking with his magnifying glass. Looks like he's looking at his Rectum. inspecting before he, like, dives in. That is a beautiful thing. Matt, I have... Where did we get that from? Oh, magic. <laughs> oh, magic? I bet you Rick Shaw probably sent it over. <laughs> Focus Anybody that hasn't Eric seen Carter. that, baby, take a look. I mean, first take a look at Sharon Stone, and then you can compare. You can compare Sharon Stone. She ain't got nothing compared to Michael Powell. I think that he was both Brian's hand me, hand me work. Has he got a pair or what? Oh, here's our uh, death notes. We'll get to that. Gary says, if you want a web browser that blocks pop-ups, try Firebird at Mozilla.org. It's lightning quick, and I get no pop-ups. I don't get any pop-ups either with Alexa. They're uh, spying on me. 
Also, it says, I know the Bush AWOL thing has been beaten to death, but after reading this week's Newsweek article, I think the most important point is being missed. Kerry and his classmates volunteered to go to Vietnam because they initially supported the war and felt it was their duty. Bush also supported the war and despised all the anti-war protesters. But instead of enlisting to help fight a war he supported, he used his connections to avoid getting drafted. Then he can't even bother to follow through with that. What does that say about his character? Also, does he still think the Vietnam War was anything but a huge, costly, and deadly mistake? If so, it goes a long way toward explaining the mess we're in now, says Gary. Good points all over him, Gary, but he's too stupid to understand that. He was a party boy. He was just busy getting laid and drinking a lot, maybe taking a little up the nose. Mark Avery. Oh, no, that's bad news. I actually know who this is. In fact, I know who uh, several of these people are. Look at this. Mark Avery, Detroit radio personality who during the Top 40 era in AM in the 1960s spun tunes at WJBK and WXYZ, was a longtime familiar voice at various radio stations in Detroit over the years, and who hosted an annual televised charity auction and pledged drive for Channel 56, died February 15th in Evansville, Indiana after a long illness. He was 74. Mark Avery, good guy. He had that sound. There were guys the Lee Allen and uh, Paul Winter and Mark Avery. They had a, a Dave uh, Prince and Don Z. Boy, what a memory. They all had that same kind of throaty sound at WXYZ. It was a great station. And then some genius came in there, turned it into a talk station, and changed the call letters to WXYT. What an asshole, man. What an idiot. WABC and WXYZ, the greatest call letters in the history of radio, and they go in and change it. Reverend John Minkler died. Albany, New York priest who allegedly wrote a 1995 letter, which recently surfaced to Cardinal O'Connor that accused Bishop Howard Hubbub of being part of a ring of homosexual priests who was asked by Hubbard. Oh, we knew he died, right? Right. He wrote the letter, and then all of a sudden he was uh, found dead at February 15th at Waterfleet, New York, an apparent suicide. He was 57, apparent suicide. He wrote that. It was kind of like Dr. David Blake in England, same kind of a story. Also, stuttering John Melendez is leaving the Howard Stern radio show to become the new announcer on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. He'll replace Ed Hall, who left the show to pursue acting. I'm leaving because the money is a lot better, and I also always wanted to be in L.A., Melendez said yesterday. I'd eventually like to get a sitcom to be in a sitcom, and acting's been real important to me, said Stuttering John. Ozzy Osbourne's wife, Sharon, has enraged some Ozfest bands by demanding they pay upwards of hundred grand to perform in the traveling heavy metal show. It's uh, prohibitive, for, prohibitive for smaller bands, said our source. noted Sharon is focusing on trying to get Metallica, Slipknot, and Judas Priest to sign on headline of uh, the tour. A rep said the Osbournes traditionally charge the lesser-known bands for marketing fee, but the Osbournes pay the larger bands, and there will not be a slew of doctors in the road. And WPLG Channel 10's Peter O'Dench, Peter Dench, 53, longtime Broward Bureau reporter, got taken off the year. Station brass told him he can remain on staff as a behind-the-scenes problem solver's producer. Dench's contract is up March 31. He's been taken off the year. Peter Dench, Channel 10. Hmm. Know who that is? Yeah, I've uh, seen yeah, it. yeah. Okay, he's been taken off the air kind of like Dave Game, but not for the same reason. Dave Game was taken off the air because even after we got our 62-inch sets, we still couldn't see all of them. Now. Now? Well, uh, we got just a lot of fish to fry here, man. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, good morning. Um, you know, talking about pop-up blockers and spyware, they're really two different things, of course. Uh, a pop-up uh, blockers, you know, block ads that come up as, as a result of going to right. the website. A website, but right. spyware spyware can be very malicious because what it does is it, is it hides files that either can gather information about where you've gone on the internet. Different, you can go to ten different sites, and and then the the company that wants to see where you've been to can then go and look at that cookie, unbeknownst to you, you know, while you're doing something else, mm-hmm. and can I can then uh, grab the information and say, oh, this user has been to this site, that site, that site, that site, etc. 
the program that George recommended, SpyBot Search and Destroy, it's yeah. absolutely free. There's no charge. And it, it actually not only will scan and remove all of the spyware that's already there, it will actually let, uh, protect from future spyware coming on. Okay, what is it again? SpyBot, S-P-Y-B-O-T, Search and Destroy. Eric is emailing you the link for it. Oh, yeah, great, okay. It's, it's a great program, and the price is right. It's so in great. other words, I can, I can keep my Alexa, but I can uh, install that. Exactly. Spyware isn't going to. Uh, Spybot is not going to like Alexa, according to oh, Eric. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, it'll it'll give you your choices <laughs> whether or not you want to keep it. Well, I don't want to get personal about it, you know. Exactly. So, highly recommend it, Neil. Please. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. Okay. Now, what do you tell me? It's not going to like Alexa. What does that mean? In other words, it'll come They're up. They're going to get list. into a fist fight right there on uh, my screen. That might be entertaining. Yeah, you'll see. It'll come up on the list of spyware. The spybot reports the spyware that's on your computer, and it will yeah. report Alexa as spyware. But that doesn't mean that you have to uh, get rid of it. You just uncheck the box and uh, delete all the other ones. I see. Presumably. I see. Well, I'm not as nervous about it as some of you are pervert. I mean, some of you people are. I'm not uh, that concerned. Hey, I look I at learned... reality pictures and I'm proud. I see. Spy bots? Spy bot. 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 Okay. By the way, I've got to get to this FCC and Mankow thing in Chicago. We will get to that. And, of course, that was the show that Pharrell was on briefly, but I think it was probably a good decision on his part to go to Atlanta. Although, I don't know, Atlanta's a pretty right-wing man, pretty uh, Yahoo, even though there's a lot of Schwarzers there. It's pretty, uh, it makes Tampa seem very liberal by comparison. Remember Bob Green yeah, that? But I guess it doesn't matter how filthy you are because nobody's going to be clean enough to suit anyone. That's right. Nobody can be uh, quite uh, pure enough, like ivory soap, 99 and 44, 100 percent pure to satisfy Michael Powell. And, of course, no wonder he's got them big Powells to drag around. Live, live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QA, Unit in a whorehouse. Hey, guys, you want to cheer up? Have Britney sit on your face. Make that old acne clear up when Britney sits on your face. Oh! Forget about your wife or girlfriend now. I'll kneel and say grace. Better shave off that beard and stash their eggs. Pick up the pace. You're really gonna love it when Britney sits on your face. Imagine the view above it when Britney sits on your face. Bend over, it looks like a frown when Britney starts sitting down. Britney sits on your face. Yeah, Britney sits on your face. Imagine Britney Spears leaving her clothes all over your floor. Knowing in just a minute or two you're gonna score. Wipe off that dizzy beach too before Britney sits on your face. Careful not to bite or chew when Britney sits on your face. Stop dreaming and clean up your place. Cause she wants a brand new face. You know, I hate to break the news to you. In your dreams. But this uh, spy killer, which is what you get with this spy bot, yeah. it looks exactly the same as Adaware. Okay, well, I don't know from Adaware. It's the same thing. Okay. But I'll do it. I'll scan right now, okay? All right. Because I just installed it, and I will make you happy. And Eric, don't have to send it to me, Eric. I already got it. I'm going to hit you. I'm becoming so computer literate now for an old fart that it really is scary to me. And I, just, I can't imagine anybody that's got more like 10 bucks since they're so much, much cheaper now. 
they I are can't imagine e- any old fart just because they're a fuddy-duddy. Oh, that's just too newfangled for me. And I, yeah, I mean, cut the crap. People are leaving them out on the swale for the garbage right. they pick up. That's right. Because they're, you know, the uh, out-of-date ones. How's Swale doing, by the way? Is he still running? I think he's in the fourth of Gulfstream. Who? I called her. Swale. Uh, let's, oh, look at this. This thing is just... Uh, it, oh, it works exactly... I just ran Adaware a little while okay. ago. But but just to humor you, I ran Spybot, well, which my, comes uh, up with Spy Killer. And it's a, it, it, even the menu is exactly the same. So I think Adaware and this thing are the same thing. And it's scanning, and it's looking, and it's searching, and it's destroying, and it's seeking, and it's sniffing out. And it's uh, so it's going through there. Anyway, FCC, speaking of sniffing it out, targets Mankow in indecency crackdown, says Robert Feeder, sometimes columnist in Chicago. Washington's renewed crusade against broadcast indecency came back to Chicago yesterday to, bat, to bite Mankow Muller in the backside again. And the old rectum bottom. The FCC said it for broadcast. You're the one that suggested that. I think that's fine. You have to say to a toddler. The FCC said it for broadcast at Mankow's Morning Madhouse from 2001 and slapping fines of $28,000 against Muller Chicago outlet WKQXFM. In two separate actions, the FCC upheld $21,000 in fines for three previously cited broadcasts in March and May of 2001 and imposed an additional $7,000 fine for a fourth broadcast in March 2001, the latest fine was for airing a, of a song parody called Smell My Finger. You ready for that? I'm thinking. Smell My Finger. Yeah. 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 The FCC's actions were based on complaints filed by David. Would you listen to me? I'm listening. Filed by David Edward Smith on behalf of his Chicago-based Citizens for Community Values. Since Smith began monitoring Mueller's show in 99, he's filed at least 37 complaints against Q101, resulting in six fines for indecency, totaling $42,000. Chuck Dakota, Vice President and General Manager of Q101, said no decision has been made whether to appeal the fines. Like every other broadcast, we t- broadcast we take this stuff really seriously, said Chuck Dakota, the uh, Vice President and General Manager of Q101. We monitor what we do. We're working with our talent on a daily basis. I know the town is responsive, which is probably why Pharrell ain't there no more. We don't want to be in these positions. and working hard to make sure that we operate within the guidelines. We want to be good corporate citizens. <laughs> the $21,000 fines covered broadcast on March 6th and 7th and May 17, 2001. One involved a discussion of sexual and excretory responses to viewing pornography. The second involved use of a sexual stimulant by a female cast member. And the third involved vivid descriptions of genitalia, masturbation, semen, and sexual activities, according to the FCC. Keep in mind, by the way, that Mankow is a right-wing uh, lunatic. Keep sucking that right-wing ass, Mankow. Right. Ah, bottom, bottom. bottom. The $7,000 fine was for the airing of the Smell My Finger song on March 12, 2001, which is found to contain graphic and explicit references to sexual activity, according to the FCC. Mueller expressed frustration yesterday over the whole ordeal. Imagine being fined by the government for something you did in 2001. He said, the fact that the show has changed a lot, and I'm looking forward at this point. So much for free speech, he said. And you know what he is? Absolutely correct, sir. Well, that's your people, man, cow. That's the people that you support. That's what they're doing to you. Michael Powell and all these other right-wing lunatics, bottoms. Typical of the industry's fearful response to this whole deal was a warning memo sent to staffers by Next Media Group, the Denver-based owner of a dozen suburban outlets, this after Michael Powell's warnings. The rules are very vague, but the FCC is starting to enforce them anyway, and they're coming down on radio stations with fines that could put a station out of business, they said. 
You need to understand there's not a list of words you can't say at this point, but that anything that might even be on the edge could cause problems. Just don't use any word that you wouldn't say in front of your seven-year-old child. Do not even come close to the line if you – listen to this. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the dictum that they're putting out at uh, this uh, next media. Do not even come close to the line. If you do, you will lose your job. You'll be held accountable for any fines that result. Such major owners as Infinity, which we read before, and Disney ABC Radio have also issued zero-tolerance directives on indecency to all programmers and on-air employees in recent days. Wow, wow, wow. The indecency issue has built up some serious momentum in Washington during what cynics will note as an election year, said Tom Taylor, editor of Inside Radio. Not cynics, honest people, Tom. People who tell it like it is. Bunch of baby crap. Got to talk like everybody is a seven-year-old. God forbid a seven-year-old should hear like, uh, I'm not even going to say it. Right. This Bottom. thing right away is, how long does this scan take? I don't, not long. Maybe long. Who knows? How many is it finding so far? Seven. Seven spyware registry keys. And it is scanned. Well, I said it would take a little while because it's the first time I'm running it. Okay. It is just scanning and smoking and uh, sniffing. So if that's going to be the guideline is uh, what you can say in front of your seven-year-old. Right. Have a nice day. I'm going to do, well, I mean, there's what I can say in front of my seven-year-old. No, not your seven-year-old. Everything. No. In front of your average repressed right-wing seven-year-old. Oh. Have a nice day, Tommy. By the way, don't look for, or do look. Well, Scott's going to be it, so don't look if you don't want to. Look for the QM van today, noon to two, at Senior Stereo in Pembroke Pines, 9019 Pines Boulevard. That's on Pines and Douglas. You can win T-shirts and Panther tickets, too. Any interest? No. Great game by Bobby Luongo again last night. Buffalo had eight million shots, 41, I think, and the uh, Panthers got a point. He stole a point from 1-1 tie. Join Joe and Mark tonight, 10.30 to 12.30 at the Sandbar Grill in the Grove. Stop by to win tickets and T-shirts. Enjoy $3 Bex and Bex lights tonight at 10.30 with Joe and Mark at the Sandbar in the Grove. How long does this thing keep scanning? How many hours? Five or thirty, man. Man, just goes on and on and on. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. You'll like this story. Bush prefers our pretty boy to his pretty boy. This is the tale of two Scots, one American, the other Canadian. One is dark-haired, the other blonde. Both are 35 and work for the most powerful men in their respective countries. Scott McClellan is the press secretary to U.S. President George W. Bush. Scott Reed is the senior strategist to Prime Minister Paul Martin. But according to Mr. Bush, Mr. Martin has the prettier Scott. Indeed, welcome to a new era of pretty-faced Canada-U.S. relations. This is what happened. Mr. Bush met Mr. Reed earlier this week at the summit in Monterey, Mexico, just after the president's breakfast with Mr. Martin. Mr. Reed was not initially in the hotel room where the two leaders and their closest advisors met, but was called in to brief the Prime Minister at the end as the group waited for the media. Mr. Bush wandered over during Mr. Reed's chat with the Prime Minister. Mr. Reed introduced himself and shook hands with Mr. Bush. Well, what do you do for this guy? The President asked as he pointed to the Prime Minister. Well, you know, sir, I can't really say, Mr. Reed said. It's not that I don't want to. It's just that, you know, I don't really know from day to day. This is true. Mr. Reed handles the number of files and performs a number of different duties, depending on the issue in the day. The president chuckled. Well, you got a pretty face, he told the surprised Mr. Reed. He wasn't done. You got a pretty face, he said again. You're a good-looking guy, better-looking than my Scott, anyway. This is true. His Scott it has a receding hairline is on the chubby side, while Mr. Martin's Scott has a full head of hair and is quite fit. For the first time in his life, Mr. Reed had no reply. Didn't know what to say, said Mr. Reed, noting later that he wished Mr. Bush had referred to him as a rugged-looking young man or something. But I'll take what I can, I guess, he joked. When a Texas Republican says you've got a pretty face, then I guess there's just no way around it. It's a good thing he didn't say you got a real pretty mouth. Because then he'd have been in deep right. then run like bottom. A, like a... Like a... Deep doo-doo. Don't say it. Whatever you're going to say, don't say it. Think like about it several times. Seat. Think about it if a seven-year-old child would be right. offended by it. Run like a cheetah. WQM, hello. 
WQM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, it's Sean Matthews from Oakland Park. Did you see any uh, interviews of the guy that plays uh, Jesus in that movie? No. Um, he was going on in two different interviews I saw. He was going on about how uh, was it? He, he was struck by lightning while he was filming. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, the first they lied and they said he was struck by lightning three or four times. They embellished a little bit. Then it turned out he had like a brush or one-time deal. <laughs> and and the, the people said there, there was a glow behind him and stuff. And then he was talking to God, getting approval. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> also, um... Maybe God was sending him a message. He was pissed off about this movie. Maybe, but, um... Maybe God's not too crazy about these goyim. <laughs> uh, did you see the Diane Sawyer video, or interview? No. Um, okay, uh, I guess the white right-wing Republicans aren't going to like this so much, because, uh, um, he was going on about how, uh, what was it, uh, uh, he, I guess he was talking about when he was thinking about killing himself or something. You know, Mel Gibson? Yeah. Or I, I can't remember when exactly in the interview it was, but uh, he was saying something like he was going to go someplace and hide, and he said uh, he was going to go off and hide maybe with the weapons of mass destruction, then nobody will ever find me. Mm. He actually said that. Cute. <laughs> and Very I couldn't cute. believe it. I was like, God, look, wait wait till the, uh, you know, the, the Republicans who think that Bush is completely infallible and, you know, he can do no wrong and he's never wrong, wait till they hear this. I mean, I doubt they ever heard it because all they watch is uh, TVN and uh, Christian, listen to Christian radio, you know? And thank the Lord for that. <laughs> and don't forget the 700 Club and I'll pray for you. Thanks but for I, I wish I wish they could hear this and I wish they'd seen it because, you know, maybe they'll have a little more doubts about him. Where there's no sense, there's no feeling. Yeah, that's true. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Barney Frank opposes gay marriage effort. Remember I told you this a long time ago, and then we got sidetracked? I like peace and quiet, and I don't need to listen to Barney Fag, Barney Frank ringing in my ear because I made a few bucks off a book I worked on. Okay, thanks a lot. Uh, Representative Barney Frank said San Francisco's decision to challenge state law and grant marriage licenses to same-sex couples could damage efforts by gay rights activists to um, defend the Massachusetts court decision legalizing gay marriage. I was sorry to see the San Francisco thing go forward, said Frank, an openly gay congressman from Massachusetts who shared his concerns with fellow Democrats and San Francisco Mayor Gavin Newsom before the city began marrying gay couples last week. In an interview with the AMP, Frank expressed concern that the image of lawlessness and civil disobedience in San Francisco would lead some in Congress to support a federal constitutional amendment banning gay marriage. He said he hoped Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court decision upholding the right of same-sex couples to marry would serve as a national model for orderly legal protection of gay marriage. If we go forward in Massachusetts and get same-sex on the books, it's going to be binding and incontestable, he said Tuesday. Instead, San Francisco's move promotes the notion that unpopular laws can be broken or ignored. When you're in a real struggle, San Francisco making a symbolic point becomes a diversion, he said. So there you go. He's okay. again it. But in the meantime, he got over 23, I think probably by now 25, 2,600 couples are married. And why do they keep showing all the mincing fruits? Why don't we see some real macho guys on there, you know? Guys who look like Chuck Heston. My, my. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Wouldn't you really rather have a Cuban? A Cuban 59 Buick. Navigate a 59 Buick. A car that doubles as a bar. Yes, I really would rather have a Cuban Buick with all new Cuban engineering that converts a boat of a car into a boat. 
Arrive on shore luxuriously in a real Jew canoe with tail fins high enough to sail you across the lanes and into the sea as if it floats. Wouldn't you really rather have a Cuban? Incredible. A Cuban 59 Buick. Absolutely. Navigate a 59 Buick. A car that always was a thought. 1201 at 560, WQM happy uh, Thursday to a Mad Dog at 2, the Humper at 4. Uh, so then I spy uh, killer. Yes. What was that one called? Spy bot. No, but it wasn't spy bot. It was spy killer. Okay. I don't know why. But at any rate, it finally finished, and it came up and said, you have 24. We've identified 24 spyware files. Now, if you want to remove them, it'll cost you $39.95. Ah, see, that's what... Uh, you got to use the one that Eric emailed you. Assuming he didn't email it. Well, maybe he did. I haven't checked. I don't know. I, I haven't checked because I was too busy uh, all free, free, free. investigating. Free, free, free. Everything is free. That's well, don't remove my Alexa, whatever you do. Okay, I'm going to have a talking do with my computer. Whatever you do, don't remove my Alexa. I don't care what anybody says. I like it. Okay. I mean, all I like this it. business, huh? I like it. I mean, Here. needless to say, I'm not all that trusting of the government, but is the government connected with Amazon.com? No. Is Amazon.com so. going to, like, call up uh, uh, Michael uh, Powell and say, oh, guess what? That disgusting perverted Neil Rogers is uh, looking at uh, no. naked pictures of Michael Powell with his big boobies? I don't think so. They could be in league with the devil. Well, we already, already know that. In fact, if they're in league with the devil, I'd like to have them on my computer. I'm proud of that. Maybe he'll own me as pitchfolk. 5670560. Oh, now, how's the poll coming? Okay, I haven't looked at that. I'm looking at something else on here, which I just, I can't get over it, okay? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Michael Powell. Oh, I'm talking okay. about the response. All we got to do is put a few nudie pictures on it. See, this idea, just in Chicago, the same thing as every other market. We got one organization or one guy, and he's offended and this and that. And so the FCC uses that as an excuse. The whole concept of community standards is a joke. Okay? It's a big fat joke. Especially How can you have community standards? That would be like saying, well, you can read whatever book, uh, we uh, decide is, uh, up to community standards for Miami, or for Chicago, or for New York, or even for Geneva, New York. And the standards are being set by the most, uh, church lady of them all. Right, exactly. There is no such thing as community standards, except those things that are universally, like for example, you don't hump a horse out in the corner of, uh, 441 and Ives Dairy Road there. You have to do it in private. I mean, there are some things that are pretty much universal. Right. Like, but the idea of what you choose to read, what you choose to look at on the Internet, what you choose to say on a radio, what you choose to watch on your cable. This I, I read that the other day a couple of times, and people, uh, you know, they don't, they don't understand. On your cable, like Return to the Blue Lagoon on Encore right now? Can't see that. I'm watching it. Nudity, man, even though it's a stunt nude. Not this one. Oh, Not, Return to the Blue Lagoon. Return That's to right. Blue Lagoon. I'm, I'm sorry. Jovovich. Yes, and whatever his see, name was. Whatever his name yeah, was. Right. I know. Small yeah, potatoes. Yeah. He had very tiny teeters. Whatever. At any rate, five six seven oh five sixty. We're just warning you, okay? Because you think that it's a usual overreaction. It's not. When they start telling me what I can say on a cable, I'm going to have to like move to Canada or something. <laughs> Don't five, do that. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound five sixty on the. Yeah, I'm touching it. Pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless Line. They're all busy looking at those uh, Michael Powell's boobies, man. That is just a beautiful thing. If you never went to neilrogers.com, trust me when I tell you, today is the day. Not only will you see Sharon Stone with a lovely, tasteful photo. That's right. Nips and all. Art. But right underneath Sharon Stone, right between Sharon Stone and Miss Fudge, is Michael Powell holding his gigantic, heaving Powells, man. Each one of them must weigh about several pounds. He's the continental divider. About 30, man. Yeah. Each one of those babies got to weigh about 30 pounds. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, I 
believe I dialed 954-972-2200. No. Maybe. Not even close. That could be one of our extensions. Oh, it could be. What, who are you calling? What company is this? What company are you? WQAM Radio. I'm sorry. Wrong number. We're sorry, too. Have a nice day. Oh, click. See? I was going to say, have a nice day. I did say that, but he already clicked me on ahead of time. He sounded too boring to be on our show anyway. WQAM, hello. Um, yeah, I'd like to comment. Do you take calls? Well, that's probably where we give the numbers out as we take calls. Yeah. Or I just kill some good time. Go right ahead. You're on right now, sir. I'm traveling. It's the first time I've listened to your show. And I'll be first done. Time I've been down here. Um, oh, I, don't, don't, where are you from? Uh, the Midwest. Well, you don't want to come, don't come back to Florida again, man. You'll hate it. State. Go ahead. I, my question is, uh, I was just, like I said, flipping channels and just listening. And the, the, I, I'm not a Republican. But I am a Christian, and I was yeah. I, I was trying to connect the dots between your caller a few minutes ago that, that somehow right-wing Republicans mm -hmm. are also Christians who support the Mel Gibson movie. And I'm trying to connect well, we all those dots. Say, we didn't say all of them. Well, what do you mean you connect those dots? Well, that you were supporting that conversation, and and as if as if that's reality. Yeah. Do you think it is? Oh, I, I'm not saying that they're all supporting... Well, first of all, right-wing Republicans aren't all Catholics, and as you well know, many born-again Christians hate Catholics and vice versa like poison. That's that good old-time religion. That's what it'll do for the world. No, just like it's I, been don't, I, don't, I don't know that. You don't know that? That many, no, many born-again Christians hate Catholics? You don't know that? No, I don't know that. Well, how, well, have you been living under a rock somewhere? You don't have to insult me. I, no, I don't, know, I, I don't know you, that. How could you not know that? I don't believe that's a true statement, but I guess if, you know, I, you, I don't you know. You don't believe that there's a tremendous, long historical rip between most Protestant denominations oh, and the Roman oh, Catholic Church? That's not what you said a moment ago. That's, that was just you're, what you're I got drawing, you you're drawing, you're drawing a connection of centuries and centuries ago, and somehow you're saying that it's happening today? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Have, haven't you, wow, you find that revolutionary? <laughs> haven't you heard the Jerry Falwells I, and the other born-again Baptists to decry the Catholic Church? There's a difference between them, but that they hate each other. Oh, many of them do. Yes. In fact, uh, you take almost. Uh, well, no, you're not. You're not. You're not saying. You're, you're using your words very uniquely. So no, I'm not. I'm using them very. And I'm using them very straightforward and honestly, and using, sir. And you're not well, listening to anything that I'm saying to you. Oh, I'm listening. I'm just trying to understand what exactly it is you're saying because you keep contradicting well, what, what yourself. What part don't you understand? I don't understand your misuse of your own words. And if Such you would as? simply be, if you'd simply be consistent, Such as I what? think any, anyone, anyone could either disagree Such or as agree. What? Why don't you tell me what you're talking about instead of doing this little dance they always do? Tell well, me what you mean. You're doing the dance, but if you'll stop being derogatory, we can have, I'm, a, I'm, we can sir, have a conversation. We're not going to have any conversation so, unless you answer the question, okay? If you want to have a two-way dialogue, that's the, the way question. it works. All right, so here's the point. Yes, if you're going point? to make the statement, What's that, that statement that Christians hate Catholics, I didn't say that, that. that. I didn't say that. I said a lot of, I said a lot of born again. Words. I don't have no. to because I know what I said, asshole. I said that a lot of born again Christians hate Catholics like poison and vice versa. Just like a lot of Orthodox Jews hate the other Jews who aren't Orthodox and throw bricks at their homes in Brooklyn. It's a fact. It's not my opinion. Wake up and sift the daffodils, man. Where did he say he was from? The Midwest. Oh, well, the Midwest. Go back. Maybe he's from Evansville, Indiana. Or oh, how? Colorado. Oh, and that's not the Midwest. Well. At any rate, uh, welcome to the real world, sir. He was just ast astonished and shocked because he hadn't heard this thing that there are uh, born-again Christians and Catholics who despise born and hate each other Christians like poison. Don't hate. They hate hate. <laughs> oh.
Wow. At any rate, have a nice life, sir. You need some help. They don't have pound 560 on the AT&T uh, line. QAM, hello. Yeah, well, who was it that went to Bob Jones University? What was that all about? I forget that controversy. Right. And? Why, was that Bush that went to John? That was Bush. George? That was George W. And what exactly did uh, W say at Bob Jones University? He said, God bless America and the Catholics have got problems. And this guy from the Midwest calls in and he doesn't understand that? What's his problem? He, but why are you trying to rationalize this? So he did understand what you're dealing with. The man has a closed mind. His brain has been stolen. There's a search party looking for it. When they find JFK's brain, maybe they'll find his too. The whole Midwest is like that. We need to drop a bomb on the Midwest and get rid of all those Rush Limbaugh assholes. A brain bomb. <laughs> Let's drop a brain bomb. Oh, there's a little one. We dropped a little one, okay? Michael Powell got upset about that. Sir, you know, welcome to the real world, that previous caller. I, I just, it's always amazing to me. When you ask a question, what they're doing is they're doing a the little dance while they try to figure out what the response is going to be. No, it's just like a religionist when you start asking about the nonsense in the Bible. Oh, you can't say that. Well, of course I can say it because it's true. I've read it. After the first page, you put it in the oil, you burn it. You, you destroy that thing before anybody else gets their brain infected by it, by that garbage written by primitive, idiotic people. And trying to have a conversation with any of those religionists is like trying to talk to uh, the brick wall. Can't do it. Even a brick wall might give you a better response. Certainly the yellow brick road. 5670, oh, and I didn't even mention this yet. Dade, eighth grader, charged with murdering classmate in school. Remember that horrendous story? Yes, of course. Yesterday, a Dade County grand jury indicted a 14-year-old middle school student on a first-degree murder charge in the slaying of a classmate in a school bathroom, to which I say, All right. fry him. The indictment guarantees that Michael Hernandez, an 8th grader at Southwood Middle School, will be tried as an adult for the February 3rd murder of 14-year-old Jamie Rodrigo Gao. Goff. I don't know how you... How, you know how you pronounce that name? <laughs> now, to see that he murdered know. him, that's not uh, amusing. That's not even... Michael Powell's going to get your ass. Be your bottom. Hernandez has been named by the South Florida Sun Sentinel because he's being tried as an adult, would spend the rest of his life in prison if convicted of the first-degree charge. Under state law, he'd have no possibility of parole. Good. Day police arrested the boy today of the slang after he allegedly confessed to stabbing his best friend in the throat with a serrated knife. Although Hernandez told detectives he had planned to kill Goff, he didn't explain why. Later that day, police detectives found the knife and bloody latex glove in Hernandez's bag. And it just goes on. But that good old-time religion, man, it ain't having much effect, much impact. Just like those kids in Columbine, you know, the ones whose parents kept taking them to church every Sunday. Didn't do too much good. Religion for that caller before and anybody else who hasn't read their history or is uh, living in a in a vacuum right now. Religion breeds hate, division and hate, not okay. love, not compassion, not all of those wonderful flowery things that we hear the Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson's always preaching about. No, it breeds hate and contempt. Not to mention lies. Not to mention Jimmy Swagger. Not to mention uh, Jim Baker. All that other crap. Twelve thirteen at five sixty. WQM. I said crap again. All other Terrible. stuff. That's right. Sorry. Hey, let me tell you right now about your paycheck. If it's teeny and tiny, you got some real problems, man. You got Soros, as they say in Czechoslovakia. I always keep saying Czechoslovakia. There ain't no more Czechoslovakia. That's why I say it. Sure, there is. No, there's not. It's there's back. the Czech Republic. All right. Well, then there you are. So you get with it. I always say Yugoslavia too. There ain't no more Yugoslavia, as they say in uh, Kosovo. Check call it. Fast Train and get out of your dead end job and get you a real life. Call today toll free at one eight six six Fast Train. You can start a brand new high paying career, computer career just about right away. In just four short months, Fast Train can help you get a new high-paying computer career the likes of which you've never seen. The demand for computer professionals continues to grow, so pick up that phone and call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. And with seven locations now, Fast Train's bound to have a campus near you. 
Fast Train offers job placement, financial assistance for people who qualify. With day, night, and weekend classes, no excuse to stay in that crappy dead-end job no more. And like I said, you can have a new high-paying career in just four short months if you make that one easy call. Check them out on the web if you like first at FastTrain.com, and then call them toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours. QAM. The white folks hate the black folks, and the black folks hate the white folks. To hate all but the right folks is an old established rule. But during National Brotherhood Week, National Brotherhood Week, Lena Horn and Sheriff Clark are dancing cheek to cheek. It's fun to eulogize the people you despise as long as you don't let them in your school. The poor folks hate the rich folks, and the rich folks hate the poor folks. All of my folks hate all of your folks. It's American as apple pie. But during National Brotherhood Week, National Brotherhood Week, New Yorkers love the Puerto Ricans cause it's very chic. Step up and shake the hand of someone you can't stand. You can tolerate him if you try. Protestants hate the Catholics, and the Catholics hate the Protestants, and the Hindus hate the Muslims, and everybody hates the Jews. But during National Brotherhood Week, National Brotherhood Week, it's national, everyone smile at one anotherhood week. Be nice to people who are inferior to you. It's only for a week, so have no fear. Be grateful that it doesn't last all year. Okay, 1217, I just installed st uh, Sky, uh, SpyBot. The, from the email? Yeah. Okay. And Eric says, whatever you installed before, that spy killer thing, he says you probably installed more problems. Oh. That's okay. <laughs> By the end of the day, if, if everybody would have just left me alone, I had no problems at all. Everything was just fine. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we're fine. Exactly. But now God only knows what creepy crawlers are crawling around inside my computer, much less those gigantic things that Michael Powell is hanging down. Man, <laughs> those things must weigh 100 pounds apiece. Five six seven oh five sixty. We do take calls, by the way, occasionally on the Neil Rogers Show. We insert them here and there. That's why I give the phone numbers out. I should have known right off the bat he was a rocket scientist when he said, "Do you take calls?" No, we give the numbers out because it kills a lot of good time. Did someone because it makes the, the audience feel like they're a part of the show. That's right. WQM. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. I, I think uh, that caller, a couple back, deserves what Christians do for fun. I think that'd be a nice jingle for him. Yeah. Okay. I just got through playing it. Yeah, no, no, you played something else, but the song I'm talking. No, I, no, I just got through playing it ten minutes ago, and have a nice day. I love the people that like to program the show. Don't you love those people the best? Yes. I just got through playing that a few minutes ago, Pally, like at uh, 12 noon. So do you take calls? <laughs> yeah, because I never learned my lesson. I take calls. We're here to take all your calls and hear from all of America all their wonderful stuff, the good, the bad, and the especially ugly. WQAM, hello. Hey. Yes, sir. Pretty good? Good. Uh, any change? I got a good buddy. I, I, I was the one that, that gave you the Chappaquiddick uh, thing the other day. Listen, right. is there any way you could play this, the, the letter to my penis? <laughs> See, you're doing what this last guy did. Uh, oh, I right, am. Yeah. Why, why do you want to hear that? I, you want to write? It'd be, you, I just, I just, I, I, I beg you. That's all. I'll, I'll, that? be, I'll be easy. Why do you want to hear it? Because yeah, I got a buddy here who's never heard it. He's gonna. I want him to fall off the seat laughing. 
Does he have a penis? <laughs> Better check first. We'll play it for you, pal. You're coming up in a few minutes. Have a great day. See you on, the, uh, on that bridge. Okay. Wow. This is something special, ain't it? Five six seven oh five sixty. Let's take forty fifty thousand calls between now and two. What do you say? All right. Yeah. Let's pack them in, man. We're going to be packing it like crazy. Oh, I never did give the results of the poll up today. This will get that Midwestern guy very, very upset. That very pious guy who's a whatever he said he was. He was Christian. so shocked. He was, a Christian. he was so shocked that there are that there are Christians who hate Catholics. And you're making that up. Huh? See, you're making that up. He doesn't believe. I it's just true. made that up. Lutherans wait the uh, whatever. There is just incredible religious hate all throughout history, not just no. a thousand years ago, not two thousand years ago, not fifty minutes ago, but right now as we sit here on our fat bottoms, okay? So you forget what the Catholics on our foggy said bottoms during the Inquisition. We're burning you at the stake because we love you. That is right. We're going to make you an offer you can't refuse. That's this correct. Torture is the torture of love. Six hundred and seventeen votes. What's your take on the religious right? They're nothing but hate mongering morons. Two hundred and three. The whole religion thing is a big racket, 171. I don't mind if they would just leave me alone, 80. They're full of Shiite, 61. They gave their brains away to fakers, 37. They're the biggest perverts of all, 33. I wonder if they had the priest in mind on that. Yes. Probably part of it. And, of course, Jim Swagger and Tammy, uh, Jim Baker and others. And I'm one of them, praise God, 32, 5.1%. So, you see, we don't have all heathens listening to this show. We've got 5.1% of this audience so far who are one of those religious right. The only problem is they're wrong. And I love those bumper stickers back in the Anita Bryant days, in the, the early days of Falwell. The religious right is neither, neither. Mm -hmm. Or the moral majority is neither, too. And both of those. We're both good. David says, once in a while I watch Channel 7 News at 10 p.m. I'm so sorry, David. They no longer call themselves the news. The 10 o'clock show is called The Big Show. Oh, it sounds like uh, Howard Beale all over again, doesn't really, it? Really big show. The Big Show goes on to talk about murder, rape, robbery, death, and destruction. What a great show they have, <laughs> they have over there on Channel 7. Rape, robbery, death, and destruction. And Michael Powell is worried about Janet Jackson's booby. There you go, America. I can't imagine why 14-year-old kids are killing each other in high school. Can you? No. WQAM, hello. Hey, how are you? Want to talk to Neil? Speaking. Hey, Neil. Has anyone called you to about Larry Flint's story coming out? Yeah, I talked about that uh, two days ago. Sorry, he's writing up. He's not only is it coming out. He's writing a book about it that'll be released this summer. Right, can't wait. And the Leanne Rhymes when she sang the uh, the uh, song at the Daytona 500, her nipples were popping out of her blouse. Oh no! <laughs> Don't Bush tell Michael's Powell's man. Is there a video yeah. of that? Bush was smiling. Long time, uh, first time. Have a good. All day. right. Thanks a lot, Pally. Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> Maybe we can find a nudie of her, huh? I'm going to use my Alexa toolbar to search for it. All right, but don't get that spy uh, wear all locked up in there. I'm using spy underwear. See, I don't, I, I just, I don't know. It seems to me that some of the computer nerds get a little bit too carried away. I don't have any problem. First of all, I don't have that much stuff in here, okay? This is my home computer. This is, I use this only for this show. See what I'm saying? Yes. So what is it that I've got in there that I'm uh, concerned about? It's not about it, the information you're giving them. It's about it, they're installing software, and it's all running. All those 20-odd, whatever numbers, 70-whatever pieces 24. of, of uh, registries, they're all doing things actively on your computer. What are they doing? What are they doing? They're transferring information back and forth, causing your system to slow down. Maybe but my system hasn't slowed down. My system is like just like Listen, that, 20 like lightning. won't make it noticeable, but most people have hundreds of pieces I of see. spyware on there. Well, I only got 24, and I don't want so no far, more. They and now that I got my my spy bot, minutely they're installing themselves every second. But I still got my Alexa line on there, okay? Mm -hmm. My toolbar is that okay? Okay. 
Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. Oh, look at this! We got a great. Uh, well, we have a lot of great articles on our website today. Well, I'm going to try to cut down on the volume, Eric. I know it's really depressing and distressing because till we get Josh three now, that Detroit uh, Stratford ever give you the information? I spoke to him in here one minute before the show, so I spoke to him really quickly and said that yeah. he's going to do this thing post haste. Now, like today, get it done because then once Josh gets uh, that job, we get him that computer. Then we can send him like fifty, sixty articles every day because he's got nothing but time. It'll keep him out of, it'll, what? Where are you going, Josh? It'll Come keep back. him out of trouble. It'll keep me, won't be getting Dang. that girlfriend of his pregnant. I mean, he'll have no time to be dealing around and, and doing the dirty, dirty work of the devil. He doesn't have a girlfriend. He, well, he has several girlfriends. Like I said, that's, that's even more reason why we need to be uh, assessing his time more wisely, okay? Because you know what the three wise ladies, I mean, the three wise men said? What? They said, cut the crap. Oh, uh, cut the, uh, Something like that. And, of course, you see what happened to them. You don't see them no more, do you? That's because they said crap. Geez. One time too many. WQAM, hello. Hola. Hello. Yes, sir. Oh, Neil. Yes, I am. Um, I was curious, did you, did you read that, uh, the article in today's Herald on page 3A, White House accused of suppressing science? Did you read that yet? Oh, it's on our website. Oh, it is on your website. Okay, I wasn't sure. It is. Oh, it's unbelievable. Isn't it's that incredible. typical? I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that. I think I might actually print that one out and read some of it. Thanks a lot. It's, it's, it's good information to put out there. It's, it's typical, but it's on our website. All right, thank you. you and, oh, and also the White House, speaking of lies, you know that uh, all those millions of new jobs, 2.6 million new jobs they were going to have, and they put hey, out the report, yeah. and the president signed it, and they sent it to Congress, and they polished it in that nice, shiny book. Ah, uh, well, guess what? Not so fast. Our bad. We screwed up. See, like I told you this morning, they had one number was right, the two was right, but the .6 million was wrong. They're going to create two new jobs this year. You know what they're going to be? What? President and vice president. <laughs> That's correct. They're going to create two new jobs in November, one for Kerry and one for John Edwards, president and vice president. And those are the only new jobs they're going to have. The worst record, the only administration in history to lose jobs during their term in office. The worst since Hebert Hoover. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Other other than Hebert Hoover, of course, he lost a couple of jobs, including his own. WQAM, hello. QAM. Oh, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, how you doing? Listen, Pretty I'm good. not religious, and I hate everybody from the Midwest. <laughs> okay. Uh, listen, I'm I'm with the uh, hot couple contest. I actually had a question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, would you allow me to try and sway the public opinion? No, because then I'd have to have uh, 35 other people call and do the same. But good luck to you, sir. And thanks for entering the contest. No, I can't do that. Based See, on these what? people, if you, want, if you want to cheat on the outside, there's nothing we can do about that. People that are, like, filtering, getting all their friends and voting over and over. And that's just the way it is. That's what happens on the Internet. But as far as coming on here and making a plea, I can't, which is why I'm not making any commentary about anybody on there, because I don't want to swing it or sway it. You know what I'm saying? Swing and sway with Sammy, who's gay. Can we still say that? No. 27 gay. past noon, and can't say gay no more, man. Unless, of course, you're married. Hey, if you're starving, you want a break from the kitchen, you want a real great feast, Emerald Coast wants to take care of the cooking for you today or any day. Start out your mouth-watering eating feast with six different soups and then sample zillions of succulent entrees. About 30, man! New York Strip made to order in their sizzling Asian grill, the new seafood St. Jacques, oysters on the half shell, Alaskan stone crab, middle neck clams, jumbo shrimp, scampi every night. If you still have room, sample their hand-carved prime rib and their new Thai specialties, too. The Emerald Coast Buffet promotes healthy living. They don't use any MSG, no cornstarch. You won't walk out of there with a headache, only a big smile on your fat puss. And they cook only with cholesterol-free oils, too. 
The buffet features a full salad bar, the new sushi bar, fresh rim cocktail, too, and because you deserve it, Emerald Coast features a full dessert station, so save a little room in the corner of your pants. They got Belgian waffles, pies, cakes, pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, and even fresh fruit. So if you want a really fantastic feast, the likes of which you've never seen in your life, you'll always find it at the Emerald Coast. Three South Florida locations in Sunrise, Pine Island, and 44th Street. They're on Collins Avenue, just north of 163rd in North Miami Beach. And you'll also find the newest one at the intersection of Flamingo and Pembroke Roads in prestigious Pembroke Pines. So take the whole family, book your next business lunch, and whatever the case, let them do the cooking for you at the Emerald Coast. Takeout and delivery available, too. Call 954-572-3822. 954-572-3822. Lots and lots of imitators out there, but take it from me. There's nothing like the Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. <laughs> Sports Radio 560, QAM. If there's a butt, I smell it. Get a towel for Michael Powell. The sight of Janet's teeth makes a power. So indignant is he that now the FCC will save us all from nudity on the TV. If it was not for his daddy, he would not be there. So now he has to care about what's on the air. Keep it in the Stone Age, put your burka on today, and watch TV the Saudi Pacs American way. Get a towel for Michael Powell. The sight of Janet's teeth makes him howl. Justifying his position that he got through nepotism, what a spoiled incompetent squirt. You know what I almost forgot to play? Dear Painter, <laughs> I don't think I'd like you anymore. <laughs> you used to watch me shave. All you do is stare at the floor. <laughs> oh, dear Penis, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> it used to be you and me, a paper towel and a dirty magazine. <laughs> That's all we needed to get back. <laughs> now it seems things have changed, and I think that you're the one to blame, dear Penis. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> he sings, Dear Rodney, I don't think I'd like you anymore. Cause when you get to drinking, you put me places I've never been before. Dear Rodney, I don't like you anymore. Why can't we just get a grip on our hand-to-hand relationship <laughs> Come to terms with truly how we feel If we put our heads together we just stay home forever Dear penis I think I like you after all Oh, and Rodney while you're shaving shave my bones <laughs> 27 to 1 at 560 WQM So anyway, Jerry Bonita Springs one of our regular faxers says the confusion between spy killer or spy hunter and spy bot is uh, there's a notice on their website that he faxed to me and they say, if you were misled to spy hunter or spy killer through Google AdWords, which I was, please contact Google. And then I'm going to have to go through after the show of removing spy killer, don't you think? Yeah, that'd be a good idea, I guess. I guess I'm going to have to get that off of there. Get it off. Or maybe I'll, huh? Can we still say to get it off. 
No, don't say get it off, and certainly don't say Re- shave my uh, ball. Remove it. 2701 at 560, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. The Hot Couples Contest is just smoking. We had like over 7,000 uh, votes on there as of this morning. I don't even, I doesn't even look at it right now. WQAM, hello. Yeah, hi. Uh, when I speak with Neil, please. Speaking. Neil, how are you, Pally? Pretty damn good, Pally. Hey, listen, uh, I, I, I have, I have to make a comment. I'd like to hear your reaction. Go right ahead. Make a comment, please. Uh, and I was watching, uh, just like a regular cable superstation. Yeah. It was one of these bad Steven Siegel movies, uh, with the karate chops. Oh, God. I saw more violence and blood. Right. That I had to turn it off. I, I'm not one of these, uh, you know, right-wing uh, freaks, but I'm thinking this is uh, this is a very violent movie, and it, and I stopped, and I thought, you know what, this is what's wrong with the country is that it's okay to have blood and multiple compound fracture bone breaks, Absolutely. but you can't see an areola. Right. Oh, I don't think uh, you can even say areola no more. Don't be saying that. Oh, areola. I'm, I'm sorry. Did I just get bleeped? I no, you didn't get bleeped, but I think starting tomorrow you might. Uh, I, I tell you, I mean, this is what we have. We have uh, war-monging, sexually repressed people with right. the finger on the button and the finger somewhere else. And, uh, hey, I, I'm getting my passport. That's it. I'm out. Okay, I'll see you at the falls, man. He's going to be uh, swimming right across Niagara Falls. He'll be coming over floating in a barrel. Jane in Fort Lauderdale says, I was raised a Catholic when I was a child. Some neighbor kids whose father was a Protestant preacher of some denomination, I forget, used to physically attack me for being a saint worshiper. I guess this guy that called before, I mean, I'm a little bit slow today because it is Thursday already. Uh, Northern Ireland would be a great place to look at right now. So your little kids can't even walk to school because the Protestants and the Catholics throw bricks at each other, okay? Oh, and those, at the kids. Them. That's those Irish Protestants. Right. That's not a Christian from the Midwest. Right. Anyway, she says, now I wonder where if they ever got that idea. Could have been their father. Right. The devil. A saint worshiper. Don't stop, says Jane and Forlord. Don't worry, sweetheart. I'm plodding right ahead. Northern Ireland is a classic example, man, where they continue dropping Una Bamba Grande whenever it's convenient. because, And then, of course, they have the Protestant marching days when they all put on their orange outfits and they march through the Catholic neighborhoods as if to say, we're going to show you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to show you a thing or two. And they, as a matter of fact, they do. They bend over and fart right in front of each home. I mean, come on, sir. When you grow up already, the world could be a beautiful place. I know it sounds ridiculous because it's ludicrous because it's the biggest taxes and business going anywhere. The biggest racket any place is uh, religion and the biggest breeder of hate. Look back at 9-11. Look at all this crap that's going on in the world today. And, and this is why this media that we've got, they're so scared crapless. So he said it again, but I put the less on it. See, less crap, more filling. I put, they're so scared crapless of organized religion, they don't dare. I mean, only once in a great while will you see somebody on there who even, like Bill Maher, whom I can't stand, by the way, but nonetheless, I will give him credit for talking about religion being a pile of crap when he was on King that night. And Larry kept saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's all he had to say. Because he wasn't going to touch that with a 10-foot mezuzah. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. The only religion, man, is dietary Judaism. Man, go get some good deli. Eat yourself gazut and pulpit. Don't oh you clog your arteries too much, and it'll be a fine life, okay? And leave all the rest of us alone with the gobbledygook and the passion of Jesus and Abraham and Holy Moses and all of these things. You know, enough of that bull crap. Too many important things going, desperate things going on in the world today, and almost nobody's got the balls to talk about them openly and honestly. And I get this interloper calling, which it's fine. He's entitled, calling in from somewhere in the Midwest. He hasn't figured out where he's from yet, maybe from hunger, giving me a lecture about, oh, where, how can you say that like, like it's true? How can you say these things? 
Very simple. I open my mouth and watch my lips move. Okay, sir? Watch my lips. Ooh, rack them. Isn't that amazing? Just look in the speaker on your radio and watch them move. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? It's going great. Hey, um, I don't think Edwards is a good choice for Terry to be a running mate, to be honest with you. Now, why I mean, do you say that? Well, because, first of all, Terry's not going to want a guy that's better looking and can speak better than he does. Yeah. Second of all, I think you want to take a running mate who uh, who can attack you at a party, and, and Edwards is just too nice of a guy. He needs to get Bob Graham. That's what he needs. He wants to win Florida. Never happened. Why don't you think I, I agree with you. I'm all for Bob Graham. I like Bobby Graham. I think he would be fine, and it would guarantee a Florida win. But, see, John Edwards, you're, you're looking at the wrong way because the fact Edwards looks living and breathing, he would distract attention when they're on the stage together. People would look at Kerry and see how scary he looks, so it would you be good. You don't think that people would say that he should be the one running instead? I, I, I just think it could cause problems for him. Well, I don't, I don't think so because the polls are not saying that yet. And in addition to which, you'll see a week from next Tuesday, uh, Kerry's going to wipe the floor with him because they don't have those those interlopers, the Republicans and independents voting the other primaries like they did in Wisconsin. Right. I don't know. Keep Bobby Graham in mind. He's a little seen out, but he could do the job. I'm all for Bobby, baby, and those BDIs, man. He's the man. He's the man. Take it easy. Thank you. He's, he's, I agree with him. Wouldn't have to do right. a selling job with me. I love Bobby Graham. He was the first one talking about the whole phony war and about this whole connection between uh, Al-Qaeda and uh, mm -hmm. Sodom, which there wasn't any in the first place, and about all these terrorist cells that we have here, and we're doing a pretty crappy job of it, and all this other garbage. He's the, he was the first one, long before Howard Dean. I, I feel sad about the whole Howard Dean thing because he, he degenerated from really having balls in the first place to just, uh, I guess, bad advisors or bad, uh, I don't know. Or maybe he woke up one day and looked at his wife and said, ah, just to hell with it. <laughs> no, no, seriously, I don't know what happened to him because he became more and more feeble. And I kept telling you during the debates, boy, I was really disappointed. In the beginning, he was like a house on fire. And he had all this momentum. He had the young people all whipped up into a frenzy. And there was the big Internet movement. He was raising all of that money. And then he just becoming more fumbly and bumbly. And I think one of the, the points that really started making me wonder was that that, that uh, brown and black debate in Iowa. Remember that? Yes. And Sharpton asked him how many black uh, members there were in his cabinet when he was governor of Vermont. And uh, bada -beep, bada -boom, and he, he totally fumbled it. And then the next day said he wasn't prepared for the question. This was a question about race. It was the black and brown debate about minorities, and he wasn't prepared for the question. He wasn't prepared to run. That was the problem. He did a lot of ballsy things, of great, but he just uh, tore. And, you know, people are just going to say, well, you know, the media was unfair. <laughs> well, that, that's true, but then th this is the point. When you're running a presidential campaign, you can't be unpresidential <laughs> because they'll need you to the cross. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a bad choice Watch of words. Watch it. Okay, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I Boy, if I got a great story about Bob Jones University, man, a great column. You're going to love it. There he was, just a walking on the sea, singing, do I did it, did it, dum did it, do. He's the man from the land of Galilee, singing, do I did it, did it, dum did it, do. He's good, he's good, divine, divine. Whoa, whoa, 
some say he's the son of God. Yes, they do, but there's other people think it's so odd. Now he's the reason that we have an Easter day singing. Do a daddy, daddy, dum, daddy, do. And he's the reason that all the Christians pray singing. Do a daddy, daddy, dum, daddy, do. They praise him, praise him, kneel down, kneel down, praise him and kneel down. The man who wore a thorny crown. Do what did it did it dum did it do? Do what did it did it dum did it do? Do what did it did it dum? He's a Jew. Do what did it did it dum? He's a Jew. Do what did it did it dum? He's a Jew. Do what did it did it. He's a joke. Oh! 1246 at 560 WQM. I want to thank the guy to call before. I had forgotten. I didn't forget, but like put away in the back of my mind. In behind Harold and Sandy Fisher and Walter Ross and Red Ross. I have more important things to think about. About the Bob Jones University flap. Not that I would ever forget about Bob Jones. Pat Buchanan, you'll recall, spoke there. Yeah. Before W. Right. But at any rate, here's an article I found on the Internet just now. did a little search on Bob Jones University to come up with something really quick to give you an idea. And again, for that guy who's looking for an education from the Midwest who can't find one there, Vina Thomas writes, Bob Jones, True Colors. George W. Bush was heavily criticized for appearing at Bob Jones University, a non-accredited college known for being racist and anti-Catholic. He's made no attempt to distance himself from any of the philosophies of the university, perhaps leading some people to think he supported the college's beliefs. Though Bush denied the allegations and subsequently apologized, the image remained in the public's eye. Not sure how a university could be both racist and anti-Catholic and get away with it, I decided to do some research. I located the college's website and began to browse. Not surprisingly, the site had an entire section devoted to recent press coverage and in defense of the institution. Bob Jones III, president of Bob Jones University, wrote a formal press release in support of his college. It reads like a used car salesman's pitch. Bob Jones manages to alienate half the people in his speech whom he so desperately needs to convince to support his college. While championing religious freedom in the U.S., he mocks Islam, Judaism, and Roman Catholicism as he wonders why some of their fundamental beliefs haven't been attacked sooner. Wait, isn't he supposed to be trying to convince us that he and his university are not anti-Catholic? Religious freedom and allowing others to believe and practice what they want is one of the ideas upon which this country was founded. Yet if Bob Jones kept insisting that he was not anti-Catholic, what would cause others to think so? There must be a complication here. Sure enough, upon reading a transcript of Larry King interviewing Bob Jones, I found a clue. Stated Larry King, but if you call the Pope the Antichrist, you'll offend Catholics. Instead of refuting this statement or denying he'd ever done such a thing, he instead supported himself. Yes, but you know, Article 6 of the Westminster Confession calls the Pope an Antichrist, retorted Jones, not anti-Catholic. His repeated denials of anti-Catholic beliefs were fast-wearing thin, especially when he could hardly make it through a denial without bashing Catholics. Undoubtedly, his case wasn't helpful when Larry King asked, Did you call George W. Bush's father a devil? And Jones replied, You know I did. Bob Jones seemed very confused by King and managed to trip up often and look like an idiot. As Jones later ranted and raved about all the liberals at Harvard and Yale, King had to remind him that George W. Bush graduated from Yale. Jones had nothing to counter with except, well, it's possible for a man to come through the system and not buy into it. What about the allegations of racism? In the course of defending himself from such allegations, Jones managed to insinuate that blacks and other races come from broken homes and abusive families. Is he clueless at how to support himself, or does he just have opinions too strong to hide for very long? What exactly were the allegations? 
Apparently, Bob Jones University has had an official ban on interracial dating for many, many years. It, it's justification. We stand against the one-world government, against the coming world of Antichrist, which is a one-world system of blending all differences, a blending of national differences, economic differences, church differences, into one big ecumenical world. BJU says it would prefer to keep the races separate. As a student put it, my own personal belief is that God has made races perfect. God has made whites perfect and blacks and orientals, and he hasn't given us any reason to intermix those races. But he has made them perfect. It's not a policy that discriminates against the whites or the blacks or the orientals, but it's a policy that's equal to all three of the races. Excuse me, all three of the races? Don't they teach students at BJU that not everyone falls so neatly into one of these three categories? After the media spotlight hit BJU, suddenly the ban on interracial dating was dropped. Their sudden decision to eliminate the ban troubled me almost as much as they're having it. Said Jones, we have a broader testimony, and if all anybody can see is this rule, which we never talk about or preach, which most of our students couldn't even tell you what it is, why should we have this here as an obstacle? If Jones claims this rule is so insignificant, then why was it implemented for so many years, and why do students have such strong views favoring the ban? On the reverse side, if the rule was so important to the university as it seemingly implied by its existence, why did they instantly eliminate it when it was attacked? What about standing up for your beliefs? What are Bob Jones University's true beliefs? What does Bob Jones III really stand for? Does he have the strength to stand for anything? What bother me, bothers me most is that someone like Bob Jones can preach what he likes, including prejudice and animosity toward other religions, and can shape the minds of impressionable college students all under, under the guise of freedom of religion. Where do we draw the line? Sadly, Bob Jones can stand on the soapbox and preach what he likes, and no one can stop him. What a beautiful column by Vina Thomas on the Internet. Ain't that nice? Christians don't hate... <laughs> I mean, just the shock and dismay in that caller's voice. I, I can't believe you're saying these things like like you really believe them. <laughs> My bad. My bad. You are, you are bad. Bad man. I'm a bad guy because I tell the truth. Let's see. Boston, the music summit just faxed this in. Libraries to get 124,000 CDs this spring as part of a settlement. The music selection in libraries across the state of Massachusetts is about to get much better. As part of a $143 million national settlement of a lawsuit over CD prices, the 488 public libraries in Massachusetts will be receiving 124,000 music discs, more than 1,900 different titles this spring. In addition, 68,000 consumers who submitted claims for refunds should be seeing checks for almost 14 bucks apiece in the mailbox in the coming week, Attorney General Tom Riley said. Massachusetts was one of 40 states that agreed to settle a lawsuit which accused major record companies and large music retailers of conspiring to set minimum prices on music. Under that settlement, a total of 3.5 million people are to get checks, and schools across the country will get $75.7 million worth of CDs. So there you go. It says, so there are your refunds, and buy a Schmidt load of blank CDs and burn, baby, burn, says the faxer. How do you like that? Shame on you, sir. Shame on you. They're going to be, and of course, if you don't get that uh, spyware and uh, software and upware and inware and outware, underwear, I'm, I'm so nervous uh, now that I in, installed that uh, spy killer thing. Eric got me really nervous. Where did you get that? And you better uh, uh, uninstall it. I, all of a sudden, just calm down, Eric. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna email you 80 stories for tomorrow just uh, to keep you on your on your toes. <laughs> all right. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. I bet you Scott's got a big line out there. QAM van from Nattle Two is at the Senior Stereo in Pembroke Pines. 9019 Pines Boulevard, that's on Pines and Douglas. Stop by to win T-shirts, Panthers tickets, and take a look at Scott and see exactly what we were talking about all that time. Believe me, one look and you'll know. Won't they know? They'll what? They'll, they'll know. WQAM, hello. Yes, how are you? Yes, sir, good. I think maybe since it's a national brotherhood, we, we should have a barbecue. Put something on the grill. Some yeah. Fun. yeah. Yeah. How about you? Camouflage, 
How about your ass? That's uh, the crazy guy. Yes. But have a nice day. Hey, we've got a few crazy people, and of course, that's what it's all about. WQAM, hello. Not there. QAM, hello. QAM. Neil. Beasley Broadcasting at its finest. Yes, sir. Are, are there any countries in the world that uh, allow gay marriages? Yes. Which ones? Netherlands. Canada. I was about to say, if we thought we were going to do it here first, I don't think that's going to happen. We're about as cutting edge as a uh, wooden like knife. Man. As a wooden spoon, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't think it has much hope, but I hope it goes through. Well, good luck to us, pal. Laura, you'll be pleased. You'll be pleased. No, hey, Laura Bush don't like Neil, it either. Would, yes. would you have gotten married if you'd had that opportunity? No. <laughs> Anybody gets married of any orientation has got to be a lunatic. Good luck to you, sir. No. I'm all against marriage, heterosexual, homosexual. I mean, it doesn't require making babies. Uh, that went out with the, uh, you know, the bathwater. Everybody and their brother. Even Letterman, for example, that old cocker, he's making babies. Is he married? No. He ain't gonna get married. He said. So what's that got to do with anything? Oh, there goes all our mores out the window. Well, that's all you straight people. I don't see any gay people overpopulating the world making too many babies, is what I'm thinking. I could be wrong about that. Although two of those dykes out there in Frisco that they were interviewing that got married last week, and they said, oh, well, we're planning on, planning on having a, a family and, and having some babies. And I, I thought to myself, uh, okay. Now, how does that work? Well, there's a variety of ways. If you they, weren't talking the about a, they weren't talking about adopting. Right. Maybe they were talking about having like those Michael Jackson type babies, you know? Well, you got really nice, uh, wonderful guys like me type. and Josh who will be happy to inseminate, though, practically anybody. Yeah, but they want to be art. I'm, I'm sure they don't want to like, oh, see your thing. Oh no, they don't no, want to be that close. No, we got the sheet that we borrowed from the Hasidic. No, no, case. no, only th from a test tube. Okay. <laughs> so get out your test tube and fill that baby up and uh, right. send it. I'll on, bring the baster as long as I get to watch. The turkey baster. Sure. Five six seven oh five seven. Oh, the AFL-CIO endorsing uh, John Kerry's bid. Oh, I love that music. That's about the only good thing on CNN is that music at the end of the hour. I get goosebumps. The worst music they play is the theme to um, Crossfire. They're probably doing that intentionally because they want that show off the air badly. It's a horrible show. And the thing with all of these shows is they'll get into some really, I mean, intense, like the future of the world is hinging on it. And then you hear the music in the back. Well, we got a break. Sorry. Thank you very much for being with us. And you're, a, you know, like Chris Matthews says, oh, you're great. You're a great guest. You know, everybody's great with him. He, he gets on my nerves. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's ballsy. I'll say that. But boy, he just, he's just, he'll ask somebody here. He's always got to be the center of attraction. In other words, I don't know why he has the guest on there like a prop. He'll right. ask the question. They'll start to answer it. And then he just continues jumping in to make it look like he's a hard-ass interviewer, but he doesn't let him say anything. Uh, does he you have to I mean? screech? Can he talk like a normal person? No. He's not capable of doing that. So he's one of uh, how many reasons? About 30, man. Why nobody watches MSNBC, except you and me once in a great while. Like in the morning for Imus for a few chuckles. <laughs> and, of course, for our good friend, Bo Deedle. <laughs> 1256 at 560 WQAM. If you're thinking of buying a new car or a truck, oh, don't buy a Beetle. If you want to save really big, and I invite you to save a hell of a lot of cash at Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. You'll find them on US 1, just 20 easy minutes south of the 836. Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead is worth the drive no matter where you are because you're going to save yourself thousands and thousands of great new unbeatable Toyotas. Check out these great prices waiting for you right now. An 04 Corolla loaded, including air that you own for just 12990 an 04 Camry with air automatic and lots, lots more, just 16990 Need a truck? How about an 04 Toyota Tundra, the safest truck in America, from just 14990 And when you buy your new vehicle at Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead, you get free Sun Pass. This was the first dealer in all of South Florida to offer you free tires and batteries for life. General Manager David Rich, the entire staff, will do everything under the sun to put you in a great new Toyota today and make you an unbeatable deal. 
So experience for yourself the Armstrong Toyota Homestead difference. They're locally owned and operated. They're committed to 100% customer satisfaction. Even their service department is open late weeknights to late to make sure that your service work is done and done right. Like I said, convenient location for you, US 1 and 293rd Street in Homestead, just 20 easy minutes south of the 836. If you're tired of those mega dealers who always overpromise and underdeliver, then the thing to do is call David Rich, Armstrong's Toyota Homestead GM. Call him at 305-242-3247. 305-242-3247 for Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. Drive a little and save a crap load. Oh, I'm sorry, on that great new Toyota. Sports Radio 560 QAM. This is Tammy Biker, and even though I dumped Jimmy, I still listen to the one to two hour. Praise the Lord. Unmistakably, this is television at its best. Diana, looks like you're going to be going to jail for DUI. What did the cops say to you when he stopped you? Your blood alcohol was pretty high. How did you feel the day after? You're probably going to have a cellmate that thinks you're kind of cute. What do you think's going to happen? Diana, be strong. You can do it. What are you going to say the moment you get out of jail? This has been a presentation of ABC News. 101 at 560. It's our big one to two. Our Mad Dog at two. Humper at four. Hurricane Hotline at seven. The big oh! at the NFL Combine, whatever the hell it is. Don't tell me again, Josh. I don't want to know. 8 to 10 tonight. And then Eddie K at 10, Joe and Mark overnight, 2 to 5 in the morning. Don't forget Joe and Mark tonight, 10.30 to 12.30 at the Sandbar Grill in the Grove. Stop by to win tickets and T-shirts. Our usual very low-budget crappy QM prizes. And enjoy $3 Bex and Bex lights. Tonight, 10.30 with Joe and Mark at the Sandbar in the Grove. They'll be <laughs> doing their best imitation of Diana Ross. 743 votes on the poll. Not too bad. What's your take on the religious right? There's nothing, they're nothing but hate-mongering morons, 237. The whole religion thing is a big racket, 213. I don't mind if they just leave me alone, 94. In other words, let them do what they want. But leave me alone, would you please? No. They're full of Shiite, 66. They gave their brains away to fakers, 48. I'm one of them. Praise God, 44, 5.9%. And they're the biggest perverts of all, 41. How dare you say that? Everything you need to know about religion, says Joe, the factor is uh, this. Basic message, please be tolerant of religion, my religion, not yours. Sounds like that book of Brian bit. Or else. Or else. Or else, uh, well, well uh, you'll meet your maker at Monticello. Shoot you with a bullet of love. 567056. Oh, Speaking of the Antichrist, I got that great article about Walmart, but it's much too long. It's on our website. Walmart Nation, the race to the bottom. Los Angeles is not my kind of town, but the Angelinos are about to take a stand that ought to be applauded across the country, says Floyd McKay. That stand is to say no to Walmart Supercenter that retailing giant hopes to open in the city. These superstores are not your father's Walmart. They're monstrous sprawling over some 25 acres and employing up to 600 workers. Their lure, of course, is lower prices. Walmart, it seems to me, he says, epitomizes the race to the bottom that has the U.S. by the throat as the 21st century opens. Why do people shop at these behemoths when they know full well that they're driving out of existence small businesses owned and operated by their neighbors, employing other neighbors? They shop because of price, and they're forced to do so by the declining standard of living we've offered working people for more than a generation. People who work for a minimum wage with little or no benefits, who can't afford to fix their car or their kids' teeth, have no choice but to search out the lowest prices. Walmart buys offshore without apology and for the cheapest possible prices from companies paying the lowest possible wages. 
As jobs in America are lost to foreign sweatshops to feed the Walmart engine, American workers are forced to accept jobs in lower pay with bad working conditions. They're funneled to Walmart's promise of cheap goods, in effect patronizing the very companies that cause their economic misery. This is a cruel travesty on working people in these countries. All of their practices, alleged abuses of labor laws, hiring illegals, and the low rate of pay and benefits at Walmart serve to depress the labor market in communities in which the giant is located. This is a major factor in L.A.'s opposition to the Supercenter. They're going to have the balls to say no to Walmart. You can read the whole thing on our website, please. Just say no to Walmart. And what was I saying just the other day? Pretty soon, in a matter of just a few years, they're going to be like five, six companies own everything. All the retail outlets, all the restaurants, all the newspapers, all the radio stations, all the TV stations, you name it, it'll be them. And either do business with them or work for them or Bafangula, baby. That's it. That's your choice. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I played golf with a good friend of yours and a great guy. I'm, I'm, I had no idea this guy was this decent because you made him out to be a monster. Yeah, I'm listening. You know, you know who he is? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I made him out to be a monster? His initials are JT. It's not James Taylor. JT? I played golf with him today. I, I'm I, being honest with you. He was a really nice guy. I'm I have no kidding. idea who you're talking Why don't you give me a name? How about Jack something? How about dumping it? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Is that sad or what? I'm uh, beside myself. Yeah, me too. Anyway, the beat goes on. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil, how's it going? Pretty good. Is uh, Scram single? I like her ass. <laughs> hey, listen, single or not, man, you can have all you want. Rectum. There's plenty there for everybody. No, she's a double. Double wide. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM, hello. The Jews killed Jesus, you bastards! <laughs> you bastard. That was Mel Gibson's daddy. <laughs> Have a nice life, daddy. Okay, get yourself some help before it's too late. I think it's too late anyway. It's and too late. He's eighty-nine yeah. or something. He's one hundred and twenty-two. WQAM, hello. He's just misunderstood. Hello. QM listening in the, in the car with the radio real loud. They're squeezing it. No time to wait, man. They're diddling it. WQM, hello. Hi. QM? Yes, it is. Oh, hi, Neil. I don't know if you read in the paper, there was a company that got a contract to supply uh, canteens and all these things like that. They lowballed everyone else. It was uh, an American company owned partly by this Chalabi guy. All of these things. Right, the, uh, the criminal from Syria that we put in charge there in Iraq, right. Right, right, right. And the company has never been in existence before. And I was reading that all this, the Spanish and the Polish companies that had been doing it didn't get it. Now they're all pissed off. And they, it, it just, it, to me, it's unbelievable that the corruption now is, is extending even to, to the people that they've handpicked. It, it's just unbelievable. Well, what, what about Hamid Karzai in Afghanistan? He was on the board of Chevron. I didn't know that. Unbelievable. Well, birds of a feather, man. I mean, these people don't wind up in these positions just by accident. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Well, keep it up, Neil. Thanks. I'll see you at the border, man. Okay. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Of course, we got our own problems here. Paul Martin, the new prime minister. There's 165 million dollars there in graft that went to advertising agencies that were buddies of the Kretchen government, and Paul Martin was the secretary of uh, of uh, finance before he became prime minister, and he says he don't know nothing about it. And nobody knows nothing about it. And Jean Chrétien, he just keeps saying, Bush is a moron. See, that's why I like John Chrétien. He had balls. He had balls to say no on Iraq. He had balls to say that Bush was a moron. So there's a little graph going on. 165 million, my God. They peed that away in Washington in like about two minutes. 
in just a few seconds. About 30, man. 5670560. Oh, We're going to get 45,000 calls on here today. You'll see. You know, we have almost 8,000 votes on the uh, contest. I didn't know that. On the Hot Couples contest. Last time I checked at the top of the hour was 7,754, which means by the time we finish tomorrow at the 155, there could be like 10,000 votes for the hottest couple. So uh, govern yourselves accordingly. That's all I can tell you. Hop on it. WQAM, hello. QAM. Going once. Too late. WQAM, hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir, speaking. How are you? Pretty good. Good. Listen, hey, I just found this out. This is real. This is interesting. I go to my local head supply place. It looks like Ascroft, I guess, uh, came in and, uh, and, and raided everybody. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Did, were, you, were you aware of that? Was I aware of what? Well, they seem like that they that they um that they waited. Uh, they can't sell the bowls or the pipes anymore. They, right. They, they, they could you, just, you just discovered that? Well, I didn't realize that. And well, I, I travel a lot, so I didn't yeah. really realize that. And uh, and I wasn't I wasn't too sure. Anyhow, are you coming to uh, are you coming to the Toronto game? The Toronto hockey game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you the Panthers? No Toronto? chance. I won't be there. Are you still in Canada? Yes, sir. Oh, how was it? I'm coming, to, I'm coming to the Toronto uh, Florida Panther game March uh, 9th, I believe it is here. Oh, March 9th. Okay. And I sure hope Trevor Kidd ain't playing in that game, man. You can have Trevor Kidd back, by the way, for the Panthers for nothing. I heard for that. Free. I heard that. I Just heard take that. his salary. You can have him. He, he couldn't stop a bowling ball. I heard that. I heard that at all. Oh, that's a shame. Have you been to Vegas at all? No, uh, I'm not going back. They yeah, got enough of my money. They, in fact, they're going to build a whole new casino now just with the money I left. Have a great day, Pally. Fine. I'm going to uh, the convenience store after the show. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. You been to a Vegas lately, George? Not lately, no. Why not? What about you, Josh? Soon. Are you going? Yeah, May. You may go, or you're going in May. <laughs> I'm going in May. And where are you going to stay? Do you have your reservations already? New York, New York. No, oh, that's not bad. Right across from the really good place, the uh, MGM Grand. Yeah, you can visit. Yeah, New York, New York's okay. It's a little uh, you know, too many New Yorkers in there. No, it's not really. It's just fine. It's a little on the yeah, cheesy side. It's it's all right. It's fair. Cheesy? Five, six, seven. I don't believe you. Huh? Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, when I say cheesy, <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know. You, you'll see what I mean. It's, it's not as cheesy as um, the Luxor. And, wh and what's the other one on a corner I can never think? The Excelsior, not the Excalibur. Excalibur, yeah. That's Sorry, Excalibur. Cheesy. That's really cheesy. And then, of In course, fact, the Imperial Palace. Can I give you a, Will you stop? <laughs> we finally put that guy to sleep already out there with his uh, Nazi mobiles, and you're starting up with him again. Has nothing to do with the cars. Good. At any rate, uh, Excalibur, don't go in there, number one and number two. It's right across the street, as you know, from New York, New York. And number two, the food in there is just horrible. Pretty hard to find bad food in Vegas, you know, even in the uh, casinos. But Excalibur, <laughs> fat. Even the Goyam won't eat there. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM, hello. Yes, I, I uh, tuned in late to Neil. I don't know whether or not he saw an article in the New York Times about uh, a new law in Paris where you can marry your dead fiancé. Uh, I talked about that the other day, two days ago. Okay, missed that one. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Remember that? Your dead fiancé? She married her dead fiancé. Oh, fiancé. Uh, yeah. Now he's having a little difficulty, you know, consummating the marriage, but nevertheless, uh, she'll work it out. Well, that goes on all the time down here. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Be sure and tell Neil about that. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil. How you doing, Neil? Pretty good. Good. I just want to change the subject. I know that's that's a lot on this show. Um, have you ever seen the movie Strange Brew? Uh, no, I played the song a lot on the air, but I never saw the movie. 
No, it was like a it was like an 80s movie um with Yeah, and, they, and it was a song by by uh who the hell did that? Cream? Cream? The Yardbirds, right? No, no. Cream. 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 C R E A M, cream. La creme. La creme. Can we still say that? No, we can't say cream no more. Just say uh, <laughs> Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the. I think he's been in that strange brew is what he's been in. In fact, maybe he got the uh, device that the other guy was looking for. I don't want to say bong. That would be bad. Water pipe. There you go. Yeah, that's so much more antiseptic. In fact, aren't you surprised that a guy like Pharrell, you know, who's always dropping uh, wild thought? I'll take your children. I'll sell them to some Haitians. Oh, by the way, in case you're watching it, the Haitians are still revolting. In case you're keeping the tabs on that. 113 at 560 WQM. The Mad Dog will be along at 2 o'clock to regale you with all sorts of stuff about sports. Just love those sports. Speaking of sports, if you're looking for something exciting to do, something breathtaking that can get you to jump up and yell and cheer or bitch about, as the case may be, come on out to Pompano Park Racing and Poker. Do not bet on Wally Hennessy, please. Cheer for your horse from the rail or enjoy fine dining at the top of the park restaurant as you watch the only nighttime horse racing in Florida. Playing poker is your game and match your skills at Pompano Park's fabulous card room with those other AKs. Live racing and poker takes place five days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Like tonight, first post time will be 7.05 for live racing, and the poker room is open right now, noon to midnight, every live racing day. Coming up tomorrow, Friday, will be the second round of the $125,000 Maclobel Trotting Series, and Saturday is the second round of the $250,000 Isla Capri Pacing Series, plus there will be, as usual, free prize drawings on Saturday, too. Even if you don't know the difference between Bob Bomar and Buddy Bomar, I guarantee you'll still have a great time. And even uh, Marty Perino, you'll still have a great time at Pompano Park. Easy to get there, just a half mile from both I-95 and the Turnpike. Pompano Park is a piece of cake to get to. They feature free admission, free general parking each and every day. If you want the racing schedule, go online at pompanopark.com or call for more information at 954-972-2000. Don't forget, first post time tonight at Pompano Park, 7.05 in the p.m. And local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAM. Absolutely. Okay.
Right. 118 at 560 WQM. Happy Thursday to you. This is the greatest facts I've had in a long time, this hour anyway. The Passion of Christ, a weapon of mass indoctrination. See. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you very much, whoever sent that. That's a beautiful thing. A weapon of mass indoctrination. Well said. Well, speaking of that, I, I didn't get a chance for this one yesterday, but here it is today. From the New York Daily News. A Queen's priest whose list of alleged crimes includes crank-calling a Catholic high school and packing a pistol Where? confessed yesterday to another sin stealing from a Long Island church. The Reverend John Johnston, 64, pleaded guilty to one count of grand larceny, a felony punishable by up to a year in jail. Nassau Assistant District Attorney Stephanie Meister said Johnston admitted stealing 50 grand from St. Martin of Tours Church in Bethpage from 1998 to 2003. 50 G's. G's. Johnston, who worked part-time at a church for at the church for 25 years, actually was suspected as taking as much as a hundred grand from its weekly collection plates, stealing 60 to 100 bucks after each Sunday mass. Well, he probably had some odds and ends to take care of, you know. Ends. When cops searched his bottoms, when cops searched his Jackson Heights Queens apartment last fall, Johnston led him to a bag stuffed with more than 80 grand. Some of the money still sealed in green envelopes bearing parishioners' names. Oh, my God. All you suckers out there, keep handing over these grave robbers all your cash, all your hard-earned money. It's like, it's like blackmail. If you want to go to heaven, then uh, hand it over like, like you're being held up at gunpoint. But Meister said, what was his name again? Meister? Or her name. Stephanie uh, Meister. The Meister. The Stephanie Meister. Meister said that after reviewing the priest's bank accounts, prosecutors came up with a $50,000 figure because it was the amount we could prove. It's unlikely Johnson will serve any jail time when sentenced April 16 by Nassau County Judge Donald Belfi. His attorney, Joe Stella, said his client was offered probation by prosecutors because he's agreed to pay church back the 50 grand. They will be made more than whole, Stella said. <laughs> oh, man. They'll be made more than whole. Are you spelling that with a W or an H? Stella said he couldn't comment on why the priest took the money or what he did with it until the charges he faces in Brooklyn and, and Queens are resolved. He has no habits, no problems. The guy was without vices other than this. No gambling, no women he's running with, no little boys, no nothing. He just likes stealing money. And it, oh, listen to this. Johnston's stuff was exposed when cops went to his Queens apartment October 7th to arrest him for allegedly making profanity-laced calls to the principal of Bishop Laughlin High School in Brooklyn. He has no other problems. In addition to the cash, police also found gay porn, an unlicensed gun, and a stash of Nazi memorabilia, a virtual shrine to the Third Reich in his closet that included German flags, helmets, <laughs> daggers, swastikas, and pictures of Adolf Hitler. He has no problems. He has no issues. What a pip. Johnson was a respected English and religion teacher for 23 years at Oratory Prep School in Summit, New Jersey, where he was fondly referred to as Father J.J. A source said Johnson referred to his student from the Long Island Church as his 401k plan. Wow. <laughs> The motive behind the vulgar messages left for Brother Dennis Cronin at Bishop Lachlan was less clear, but prosecutors said he bore a grudge against the De La Salle Christian brothers who run a Brooklyn high school. Some investigators speculated that Johnson was angry at the former principal of the Brooklyn school who became the headmaster at Oratory Prep and whom he blamed for forcing him to retire. Well, there you go. So make some crank calls. And by the way, enjoy your gay porn and your uh, swastikas. Hey, he's got no issues. He's going to pay it back and make them whole. 
I say we'd like to drill a hole in the ground and stick his ass in there is what I say. His bottom in there. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless. Uh, we do take calls by the way on the Neil Rogers Show on QAM. As long as they're not about sports. WQAM, hello. Yes, uh, with all this uh, discussion about gay marriage, uh, just one question crossed my mind. And what was that, my uh, Julio friend? Uh, did you get what's... in the butt on Valentine's? Yeah, uh, what's going to be a very short call? Same old stuff, you know. Rectum. Bottom, by the way, to you, sir. Rectum. Bottom, not butt. Rectum. Not that either. Bottom. How do you say bottom in Espanol? Fondle. Uh, fondle bottom? Don't be saying fondle your bottom. That's even worse. Of course, you could say the antiseptic word for it. And what is that? Culo. Oh, no. Oh. I'm leaving. <laughs> Best to make culo. No. 5670560, oh, no. pound 560. Rectum. On the AT&T and Verizon. It's like, it smells like lilacs. WQM, hello. I got him in Rochester. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, it's funny. You're talking about violence and nudity and stuff, like um, what was going on um, last week. But my, um, I got a good friend of ours. There are these Mason people and oh, their no. kids. Do they, now, how do they shake hands? Do they give you the secret handshake and tickle your palm? He's never showed it, and I never asked. Okay. It's, it was a no about the hand? thing. But their kids aren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Because oh, no. They're, they're Jesus freaks, too. So, you know, they're not allowed to watch Simpsons. They can watch all this violence on TV, which drives me and my wife nuts. Oh, I think I know about that. I think I know the guy you're talking about. He prefers the company of men. Who doesn't? So, um, when we go to the movies and when, like, like a love scene comes up, Mm -hmm. they gotta, they make their kids close their eyes and put their heads down. Oh, absolutely. It's so hilarious. Absolutely. It's crazy. Oh, another thing, if I may, add one more thing. Please. Um, when George W. was um, talking about two weeks ago, about when he was on Meet the Press, and, I mean, did that just die down, or was the media just trying to distract us with Booby Gate and try not to even talk about what a bad job he did there and so oh, forth? Oh, and don't forget about Kerry Gate, too, Kerry uh, um, uh, Intern Gate. Yeah. From, the, from the Fudge Report. That lasted, uh, how many Anything? minutes that lasted? About 30, man. Yeah. Anything to distract the public and distract attention. You got it, man. Wag, a, flog, flog the dog. You it's got it. Especially by these, um, these, um, the business people in their, um, in the media. Amen. Okay. I'll see you, I'll see you in Sarnia, Ontario, man. I'll see you. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. I'll see you at Flamborough Downs over by Hamilton, eh? WQAM, hello. Hey, how are you today? Pretty good. Yep, it's quick. Caught me off guard, Neil. Hey, I have in front of me one of those. Wonderful Arbitron Diaries. All right. Here's a guy that we love dearly, man. And, and guess what? The only question they really need to ask me was before we disconnected on our phone call. Right. What my descent was. Did I have any Hispanic descent in my family? Oh, but wait. So in other words, they did the follow-up with a phone call? Right. Oh, they actually followed up twice. Good. Oh, thank follow goodness for twice. us because, you know, the fall book was all screwed up because they weren't following up with the uh, diaries with phone calls. So as a result, the ethnic minority people who get five bucks instead of the, what do you get two bucks? Exactly. Yeah. My so they were like sending all their diaries back. Right. I was just my neighbor got twice as much as we did. And his last name is Suarez. I was cracking up. I said, I said, that's the way to buy your way in. No tell, me your is, tell me your name is Rodriguez, man. Fifty bucks. Neil, one thing. Yes, sir. I miss Nick Tahoe's. I don't know about you, but I still miss Nick Tahoe's. Well, what can I tell you? Vic and Irvin's in Fort Lauderdale. Take care. I'll see you down in Bob's, man. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, we love that guy a lot, don't we? A lot. We need everybody's help, all we can, okay? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon 
wireless line. Should I just check that contest thing one real quick time? Don't do it. All right. No, I no, I don't want to. I'm not going to check the individual votes because that thing is just uh, too complicated. But at the bottom, seven thousand eight hundred and twenty. Heavy duty. So wouldn't surprise me. We got eight thousand by the time we leave today at two o'clock, and certainly by the time I sit my fat ass down here tomorrow, there'll be over ten thousand votes. And by the end of the show, since they're going to be so frantic, God only knows God. what kind of uh, wild crap is going to be on there, right? Speaking of wild crap on our website, don't miss uh, the lovely uh, what's in Sharon Stone, right? Very tasteful. And Michael Powell. And then, of course, right under Sharon Stone is Michael Powell. Very tasteless. Not quite so. Very tasteless. <laughs> and even more tasteless than either one of them, underneath Michael's big Powell's is Miss Fudge. And she's looking for it. She's looking for the latest stain. <laughs> uh, looks like she's kind of sniffing at it, too. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. In Miami town. At DC faxes and said, did you ever get around to seeing South Park the movie? Absolutely. I sure did. One of the all-time best. P.S. He says, crap, poop, and caca. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> well, this is the last day you can say crap, uh -huh. poop, and caca. Huh? Going out of business sale? Well, <laughs> that's exactly right. Just be very careful because... Caca, yeah. poop, pissing. Oh, no, you definitely what can't else? say What that. am I missing? Well, don't do it again. He'll be along at two. We can say those things on his own show, okay, because it's a sports show. And once in a while, you can say those on the sports shows, right? Absolutely. It's okay. It's a different category. It's for real men, not for children, not for overgrown children. 808 votes. What's your take on the religious right? They're nothing but hate-mongering morons, 257. The whole religion thing is a big racket, 229. I don't mind if they leave me alone, 106. In other words, believe whatever you want, but just leave us alone, will you? No. They're full of Shiites, 75. They gave their brains away to fakers, 52. I'm one of them. Praise God, 45, 5.5% religious right. And they're the biggest perverts of all, 44. That, that story about that priest <laughs> in New York, that was a beautiful thing. He's a he didn't have any guy. other issues. WQM, hello. And nice talking to you, too. WQM, hola. All right. Yes, sir. Yeah, I want to talk to Neil. Speaking. Hey, Neil, I just had a question for you. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan, and I agree with a, lo a lot of your views, right? In political and religious and all that. You're a fag? But, no, I'm not a, a fan, not a fag. Oh, oh okay. Hey, and uh, 
My question is, when I used to see you in Whammy, you used to wear the little Jewish hat, the little yarmulke. Yeah, that was a joke. Oh, it was a joke. Whammy. Oh, okay. God, it sucks. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, and well, the whole show is a joke. In fact, Whammy was a joke. Oh, that was all a joke. Okay. Oh, I, well, I never saw it. I, I, every time I saw you in Whammy, it was boring. I don't know why. But when yeah. I hear you in the radio... Because the radio, of the way I they put it. the show together, it blew. It was horrendous. Yeah. And, uh, hey, do you like, like, uh, Howard Stern? I mean... No. No, right? I mean, he does the same crap, but, you know. No chance. He doesn't do any. He does dykes and boobs, man. That's his show, dykes and boobs. I mean, if you like Howard Stern, more power to you. But you wait till you start hearing his show start next week, man. Now that Infinity's having a nervous breakdown, he's right. going to be saying hello and goodbye. And that's about basically it. Have a great day, Pally. All right, buddy. See ya. I mean, I hope for his sake, because I, I don't, I, I don't support any kind of censorship. Okay, say whatever the hell you want. If you don't like it, turn it off. If you want to monitor your kids, if you're afraid they're going to hear something bad, then don't let them listen to it. No, 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 can't have that. I see. Oh, that's right. Parental responsibility went out the window. It's, uh, it has nothing to do. In with addition, parents. which if you bring up your kids these good religionists, what are they worried about? They're always the ones that are screaming for censorship. But if they're instilling all these good values in their children, what are they worried about? It ain't the kids. That's just a smokescreen. Of course. What it comes down to is censorship. That's right. what it's all about. Censor, repress, repress, censor, suppress. Keep everybody goose-stepping along in the line, okay? You'll see. Oh, and Mrs. Bush, speaking of that, by the way, says gay marriage is shocking for some. Oh, my God. Shocking. Poor Laura Bush. <laughs> She's shocked. Santa Monica, California. Laura Bush says gay marriages are a very, very shocking issue <laughs> for some people, a subject that should be debated by Americans rather than settled by a Massachusetts court or the mayor of San Francisco. Asked how she feels about the issue personally, Mrs. Bush replies, let's just leave it at that. Let's leave it to the people, not the courts. You know, like whether blacks could vote or whether women could vote. Don't, I mean, don't let that uh, be decided by the courts. Right. Or by the Constitution. No. Let's leave it up to the people. In an AP interview, Mrs. Bush also endorsed sectional, sexual abstinence programs for teens, which are slated to get double their current funding under the president's latest budget proposal. Sexual abstinence, it's kind of like Nancy Reagan, just say, no. like that. Abstinence should be extensively discussed alongside contraception, she said. We know it works. It's 100% fail-safe. Oh, she shouldn't have said that alongside contraception. The Pope's going to be porked off. Wow. She said, most teenagers already receive a lot of information about contraception options from the media. I think it ought to be everything, but I also think abstinence should be definitely talked about, is what she said. Boy, is she boring or what? Huh? Yes. Man, she almost, she almost makes me pine for Hillary, and that's really a stretch. You know what? Yeah. She's almost enough to make Bubba pine for Hillary, which is really saying something. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Just remember one thing, kids. Religion equals hate. Okay, that's it. That's all you need to know. And, of course, tax-exempt cash, but that's just, that's to keep it going. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I just got off the phone with my brother, my conservative brother-in-law, and I'm pissed off and fired up, so excuse me if I am sound upset here. Okay, calm down. I'll take two. <laughs> I'm uh, wondering if you heard any news. I, I started listening to you late today uh, about the guy writing the, book, writing the book about uh George Bush paying for an abortion. Larry Flint. Larry Flint. It's going to be out this summer. We talked about that on this show uh, just before the election in 2000. And I evidently and evidently, the Bushmeister and his people got to the woman and she uh, either disappeared for a while or she shut up or and Larry Flint couldn't get her to come forward. But now evidently she's willing to spill the beans. And even, even the doctor who performed the abortion is supposed to be going to talk in the book. Oh, my God. That's great. Well, we got we to gotta get him out of there. That's for sure. I appreciate you, Neil. Early and often, man. <laughs> Bye-bye. See ya. 
Don't forget, vote many times. About 30, man. In Florida especially, because uh, the first 15 don't count. Especially with those diebold voting machines that already are pre-programmed. Uh, like, that probably wouldn't sound good in our digital uh, stereo, our HDTV uh, stereo, whatever we got going. By the way, anybody got one of those radios? No. Our engineering department is pretty uh, proud of that, almost as proud as our 24-7, uh, and almost as proud as the audio vault, which crashes every day so we can barely get the spots on here. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, uh, two quick things, Neil. Well, I, I do like Bush, but I don't like the president. Right. But I was calling about that, uh, the stations there during uh, the Super Bowl, what hypocrites they are, to, uh, condemning Janet Jackson, and they get <laughs> commercials with yes. hot spotting in the girl's face, but that mm -hmm. was quite all right. Pull the hair out of there. Right. The dog sniffing the crotch. Erectile pills. For, right. Uh, take these pills and you'll be smiling the whole Go see Alice, day. right. And uh, it just cracked me up. I mean, you know, they condemned, oh, this was inappropriate, but all those commercials were fine, though, right? There you go. That's America for you, man. Yeah. Go Patriots. Yes, that's where I'm from. How do you know? No, no kidding. I just guessed it. Have a great day, Pally. Thank you. I'll see you at Faneuil Hall. I'll see you at the Quincy okay. Market. Bye-bye. Okay, Neil. 21 till 2. How did I know he was from Boston, huh? <laughs> yeah, we just forget. Well, you know, Bostonians have a very distinctive accent, and there are a lot of good Bostonians, most of whom stayed up there. He's a good one, though. We like him. But most people like New England, and they just stay there because it's a nice, friendly place. Except, of course, the Catholic Church. But that's another story <laughs> for another day. Or maybe it's a good story for today. Don't forget the Mel Gibson movie starts next Wednesday on Ask Wednesday. Oh, are we taking that day off? We ought to. Ain't it a holiday? And aren't you lucky, man, since I got that vacation coming up in the fairly near future, they're going to be foaming at the mouth about uh, the passion of Jesus. And since you're that heathen, militant little spick that always is screaming and yelling about that, it's going to be great. Hey, I don't know what you're right? talking about. I'm going to play Jesus songs and read from the Bible. Excellent. Oh, God. I love it already. 20 till 2 at 560 QM, the Mad Dog at 2. Oh my God, your breasts are beautiful. A soap opera like nothing you've seen before. <laughs> Excuse me, esteemed father. What is it, my child? I have something I must tell you. What is it, my daughter? Oh, father, I am afraid to tell you. Afraid to tell me, your own father? I fear I will bring shame upon our family. Nonsense. I am your father. I love you very much. You must tell me what is wrong. You promise you will still love me? Of course, my sweet child. A father's love is not erased by a simple misdeed. Very well. I am... I am pregnant. <laughs> oh, I see. Do, do you still love me, Father? Of course I do. But since you're pregnant and not married... Yes, Father? I'm afraid I must drag you down to the town square and, with the help of my friends and neighbors, stone you to death. <laughs> yes, my daughter, it is written that this is the punishment for what you have done. Could you check again, Father? <laughs> that I should only be grounded. No, grounding does not work. I must have you stoned. It's the first soap opera that focuses on a fundamentalist Middle Eastern family. May I speak with you, my esteemed husband? <laughs> what is it, my wife? Oh, I have something to tell you. I am listening. I am having an affair. Oh. 
Where are you going? Oh, out to the backyard to collect some stones. Oh, do you mean... Yes, I must drag you to the town square where you will, of course, be stoned to death. You'll be mesmerized as you follow the lives of the Ahmed family and how they deal with the many problems that plague them. May I speak with you, my esteemed father? Yes, my son. <laughs> father, last night I used illegal drugs. Well, what do you know? You are one lucky boy. Oh, why is that, father? You are going to get stoned two nights in a row. <laughs> you won't want to miss the guiding Shiite. The guiding Shiite is shot on location in Baghdad, Iraq. <laughs> One forty-five at five sixty WQM. Speaking of uh, that movie and that that we just played, we saw this piece on the CNN this morning where you watch them when they show the nails. Yes. Replicas of the nails used to hang Jesus on the cross have become the red-hot official merchandise linked to Mel Gibson's controversial new movie, The Passion of the Christ. Jesus Christ. All you Jesus Christers out there. Pendants made from the pewter two-and-a-half-inch nails selling for $16.99 all but flew out of the Christian publication bookstore on West 43rd Street in New York as soon as they were put on display. Hundreds of stores across the country will be selling licensed items tied to the movie, a graphically violent depiction of the last 12 hours of Christ's life, which opens next Wednesday on Ash Wednesday. The souvenirs include a book, pins, keychains, coffee mugs, and T-shirts. Well, we wouldn't want to, like, exploit the crucifixion of Christ for uh, fun and profit, would we? I got my Jesus Slurpee mug. But the most unusual collectibles are the nails, each of which hangs on a leather cord. Its side bears the inscription Isaiah 53, 5, referring to a Bible verse that begins, He was pierced for our transgressions. I think they were talking about Billy Pierce, who used to pitch for the White Sox. The Family Christian Store in Newark, Delaware, received a large shipment of merchandise to sell at a preview screening of the film on Monday. The response so far has been overwhelming. They want to buy this product, the store's manager, Tina Weldon, said of the nail pendants. It's very symbolic for a lot of people. So forget about those crosses, man. If you think the cross has some effect on uh, Dracula, just wait till you hold up that nail. Right. Wow. And if that doesn't work, you can always poke him in the eye with it. Exactly. Or maybe Professor Von Helsing could use it. A California company is manufacturing the pendants and other merchandise under a licensing agreement with Gibson. Neither Gibson or the manufacturer returned calls yesterday. In fact, wouldn't it be a lot neater to drive that uh, those nails through the uh, heart of Dracula instead of that gigantic spike? <laughs> the cross has become such a benign jewelry item, the shock of its original form is lost to modern people, said Charles Hauser, publication manager at American Bible Society's NIDA Institute for Biblical uh, Scholarship, whatever the hell that is. Choosing the detail of the spike would be to reinvigorate the image. They're really trying to capture that, that this was that day's form of execution. Oh, maybe they can get some rocks from uh, the uh, guiding Shiite. But the Reverend Forrest Church of All Souls Unitarian Church on the Upper East Side, New York, called the pendants macabre. I expect the prominence of the nail reflects the prominence of the gore in the movie itself, he said. That becomes the icon for identification. Well said, man. Now, that story about the scientists decrying the White House. Remember the guy talked about it before? It's on our website, but it's short. Right. Scientists accuse White House of distorting facts. The Bush administration has deliberately and systematically distorted scientific fact in it, the service of policy goals on the environment, health, biomedical research, and nuclear weaponry at home and abroad. A group of about 60 influential scientists, including 20 Nobel laureates, said in a statement issued yesterday. The sweeping changes were later discussed in a conference call with some of the scientists that was organized by the Union of Concerned Scientists, an independent organization that focuses on technical issues and has often taken stands at odds with the administration policy. The organization also issued a 37-page report yesterday that it said detailed the accusations. 
Together, the two documents accuse the administration of repeatedly censoring and suppressing reports by its own scientists, stacking advisory committees with unqualified political appointees, disbanding government panels that provide unwanted advice, and refusing to seek any independent scientific expertise in some cases. Other administrations have on occasion engaged in such practices, but not so systematically nor on so wide a front, the statement from the scientists said, adding they believe the administration had misrepresented scientific knowledge and misled the public about the implication of its policies. A White House spokesman, Scott McClellan, said yesterday he had not seen the text of their accusations, but he said, I can assure you this is an administration that makes decisions based on the best available science. <laughs> Dr. Kurt Gottfried, an emeritus professor of physics at Cornell, who signed the statement and spoke in the conference call, said the administration had engaged in practices that were in conflict with the spirit of science and scientific method. Dr. Gottfried asserted that what he called the cavalier attitude towards science could place at risk the basis for the nation's long-term prosperity, health, and military prowess. The scientists denied they had any political motives in releasing the documents as the 2004 presidential race began to take shape. The organization's report, Dr. Gottfried, said it had taken a year to prepare, much longer than originally planned, had been released as soon as it was ready. I don't see it as a partisan issue at all, said Russell Train, who served as administrator of the Environment the EPA under Presidents Nixon and Gerald Ford, and who spoke in the conference call in support of the statement. If it becomes that way, I think it's because the White House chooses to make it a partisan issue, Mr. Train said, again, who served under Nixon and Ford in the EPA. Hey. So that was short, and thanks for reminding me about that, because it's worth mentioning, but it's uh, typical. At least, if they're not good, they're at least consistent, right? Right. I forgot to mention uh, the other day, Tuesday, as a matter of fact, it's already the end of the show on Thursday, about Rush. What about you saw that, I'm sure, right? So what? Rush's attorneys, Rush Limbaugh, accused the law enforcement officers of breaking the law when they seized the conservative radio commentator's medical records, searching for evidence he illegally bought prescription painkillers. <laughs> Joined by attorneys from the ACLU, Limbaugh's lawyers argued in court documents filed on Tuesday. Or is that Tuesday? Is Bruce Williams still on the air? I keep asking that. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like I would listen to him. Uh, argued in court documents filed Tuesday. That authorities should have first notified Limbaugh and given him a chance to challenge the seizure rather than using search warrants to remove the records from his doctor's orifice. Limbaugh, his attorneys, and the ACLU have argued that the seizure violated Limbaugh's right to privacy and the confidentiality of the relationship between patients and doctors. The attorneys want the state 4th District Court of Appeal to rule that the record should remain sealed, okay? And so should his lips have remained sealed when he was popping those thousands of oxys, man, all the other crap. What meaning would the patient protections in the Constitution and the law have if prosecutors could disregard them any time they wanted to, Limbaugh attorney, the unctuous Roy Black, said in a statement. Palm Beach prosecutors seized the records in November for their investigation into whether Limbaugh illegally went doctor shopping to obtain pain pills. The crime refers to visiting several doctors to receive duplicate prescriptions of controlled narcotics. Limbaugh sought treatment for his admitted addiction in October, has not been charged with a crime yet. That's not in the story. I just embellished it a little bit. Oh, not yeah. been charged with a crime yet. Oh, speaking of criminals, Halliburton suspends $140 million in Iraq Kuwait meal bills. Okay. U.S. Energy and Services Group Halliburton, once run by Vice President Dick... Cheney said it had suspended $140 million in disputed invoices for meals served U.S. troops in Iraq and Kuwait. It's important to understand this is not any sort of admission. As a responsible government contractor, it's the right thing to do, said Halliburton subsidiary KBR President and Chief Executive Randy Harrell. KBR is a good steward of the taxpayer dollars, he said. <laughs> Anybody believe him? No. Halliburton already had agreed with the Pentagon's auditor, the Defense Contract Audit Agency, to suspend KBR subcontractor billings of $34.5 million. That's Kellogg, Brown, and Root. Let's get to the root of it. Total suspended subcontractor billings to amount $174.5 million. Halliburton also agreed with the Pentagon auditors to defer invoicing until the method for charging for meals had been agreed to and upon. How do you like that? They never stole a freight train. 
152 at QAM. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? This is Rush Limbaugh, servant of humanity, talk show host, hemorrhoid sufferer. Folks, at over 300 pounds, I know the agony of this kind of dilemma. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you there's help. With new preparation rush and my rush to excellent suppositories, now you can end the pain and itching of hemorrhoidal tissue. Just look for my picture on the box of suppositories and the applicator tube. Another fine product from OIB, the Obesity in Broadcasting Network. Excellent. Oh, guess what Boca Bryant sent me yesterday? What? Parliament lights, it's just the Parliament. So that little kid is going to be singing when he testifies against Michael Jackson. If he lives. I want to testify. Alright. Is he the best or one, huh? You're the best, Boca Brian. Rub him on his bald spot, which covers a lot of territory. Or maybe okay. just on his. Give him a little pat on the ass. Nice job, Brian. Let me say it again, professional sports. I know that none of our sports nerds will ever touch this with a 10-foot hand, but I'm going to say it again. It's the only endeavor I can think of. I mean, you know, guys give each other a high-five. Attorneys win a law case, they're high-fiving. They win a bet at the track, they're high-fiving. Have you ever seen it? Well, you don't go to the track, but can you imagine? For like, for example, me and Fat Rich, we go to the track, we pick out a really, you know, a good winner, a 15-to-1 shot. Comes in a stretch, wins, pays 35 bucks, got a big triple, whatever, cash in a big ticket. Now, maybe a little high five action, something like that. Can you imagine patting each other on a big fat? Wreck them. Believe me, in, in both our cases, you have a big target. Uh, miss. I can see you guys doing that chest, no. uh, that jumping up in the air and banging the chest <laughs> together. <saying that's laughs> All right. Right. We're talking about feeling the earth move <laughs> right. under your feet. Be the first earthquake in the history of Pompano Park. But at any rate, um, but patting guys on the ass, that's a sports thing. I've talked yeah. about that before, and I'm talking about it at the end of the show because I realized I would never bring it up again at the beginning of the show because you know how much response we've had about that over the years? No. None. None. Zero. Because people, eh, it's too embarrassing to talk about. Well, what is the reason for that? You know, I'm surprised they don't do it here, being the sports station and all. Like, uh-huh. what, like after you have never book? seen Clarence and the Beast do that, give each other a little pots and tochas at the uh, end of a uh, no, sports game? No, like after a big, like, good book or something, Greg Reed comes by and slaps you on the ass to congratulate yeah. you. Can't just see that. Well, he ain't going to slap you on the ass. <laughs> Damn no, he knows about you. Well, right. I hear he might slap some other people on the ass, but that's another story for another show. Maybe that last show, you know. Anyway, uh, now, P.R. Ralph, what time is his show on? He's got a good sense of humor today. <laughs> he does. This is funny. He says, uh, this new sound equipment that you've got, what is it, HD, uh, H, uh, <laughs> whatever it is. He says, by the way, how can you hear this new uh, thing, and what is it on AM? Please explain in details. Well, here's all I know about it, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of it. I don't know what it is. We don't know anybody who's got one of those, etc. Oh, look at this. Todd in West Palm Beach says, In today's Sun Sentinel on 3E, lifestyle section, you can clearly see a beautiful young woman's right nipple. Oh, my God. Oh, no. That's the end of the Sun Sentinel. Don't let Michael Powell find out about it. One of them uh, oozing Powells. It's an article about uh, director Bernardo Bertolucci's latest movie. I'm not outraged by this and would like to see more, says Todd. P.S. I think the bookkeeper here just quit the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the bookkeeper at QAM. But that's another story, like I said, for another day. Right. 
So don't forget, this is the last uh, 24 hours now. 24 hours less, about four minutes to the deadline for our hot couples contest. Get on there and vote, and vote until you can't vote no more. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Just have a good time. Mad Dog, who always has a good time, and believe you me, he learned well. He's a good student of mine. He is headed with that money straight to the bank. He'll be up at 2 o'clock. The Humper was right behind him online, and watch your back, man. Humper, 4 to 7, he's got a big load. Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. You call that a penis? It just felt like a prick.